Blog Talk Radio. And relax in this beautiful space that you've created. Stand up. Okay, we're going to expand the energy. You're going to do it the form with your eyes closed. So you internalize the energy completely. So just close your eyes. In order to go out, you got to go within. Tai Chi is my method of doing it. It allows all energy condensed in the very core of your body. And as you continue this practice or any of your Tai Chi forms, practice with your eyes closed sometimes so you can really internalize it. And some marvelous things will happen. I won't spoil your experience. If you are not sexual, you cannot be spiritual. Because it takes energy to be spiritual. It takes energy to meditate. And I'm not talking about alpha relaxation. I'm talking about meditation, dynamic, deep meditation. Learning to rotate your consciousness through the body in certain specific psychic pathways that the tantric traditions have had after that. And in this way, we open up and enliven ourselves to the possibility of being able to create and be any and everything your potential will allow to be in this lifetime. But I found that this is very effective for developing my sexual energy. And, and when we talk about sexual energy, we're not talking about making love. We're talking about the natural energy that flows through our body that makes us alive. We put the connotation sexual because that's how we deal with it. But there are many ways of using your sexual energy. Creativity, writing, painting, martial arts, form. Many, many ways. But this will increase your sexual energy for what we call love play. It just takes a little practice to get this current going. Do your breathing. And see the energy going out into the earth it goes into your system. If you really want to communicate, and the only way we as men can really communicate with a woman is opening up a heart chakra on a hot to here. your first step to learning how to use fudging or anything else. It's developing your sexual energy. You see, the microcosmic orbit is, is for your health. It creates this orbit around the body and goes into the five internal organs. The cobra breath works strictly with the spine. But the yoga that we just built, it, it works through uh, a thrusting channel in Tibetan, I mean uh, in Chinese. Tibetan is called the Uma Channel, right in the center of the body. 
and we say that, well, I don't feel it, you got to develop it. you got to develop the sensitivity of it, because it's there. Just because we don't feel it one or two times, we ignore it uh, uh, or forget it. That's why it takes discipline. And what does discipline mean? You've made a decision to do something. It's complete completion. And when we look at that word completion, nothing is ever complete. Because everything is constantly changing and moving, changing shape, changing energy patterns. So this whole thing that we're doing here, from the physical, the martial arts, into the mental and spiritual things, it's, it's not a three-day wonder. You know, it's your life. And as you exhale, slowly open your eyes, very slowly. make this look good. American School of Symptometry is looking for dedicated students who want to learn how to eat scientifically and live a disease-free life. American School of Symptometry is the teaching and training arm of symptometry. We offer three types of scholarships to help you with the cost of educating yourself and learning how to cure disease at the cellular level. That's right, cure disease. Our mission statement is curing is proving. Check us out at symptometry.com. That's S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y dot com. You'll be glad you did. Or call us at 708-252-3621 for more information. That's 708-252-3621, American School of Symptometry. It's awesome, baby!
happening, what's happening, what's happening, everyone? Welcome to the show, welcome to the show, and you are now rocking with the best. This is Coach Kyrie of Original Native Radio, probably sponsored tonight by RelaxationIsTheKey.com. Please go over there and check out our sponsor. Do some patronizing, get a DVD, do a stocking stuffer, make somebody's life a little more, a little more pleasant this this holiday. Don't just give them something they expect. A lot of people are making. Um, these New Year's resolutions, and they're going to be eating a lot of different foods and maybe putting on some calories, and they want to know how to get in shape or they want to get more in contact with their spirituality as they move into this new millennium, please go over and check out RelaxationIsTheKey.com and click on DVDs and go ahead and add some champagne to your campaign and get somebody a nice stocking stuffer and have it shipped anywhere in the world that you desire and surprise somebody, surprise somebody. Also, tonight's show is brought to you by SometimeTreeBooks.com. The delicious cooking cookbook is now available. You can get it. And we have had probably a record number of sales from that cookbook since last week. And I definitely want to give a big shout-out and a standing ovation to all those who jumped on it at the introductory price. Congratulations, congratulations, and everyone who has ordered a book as of Saturday, your books were shipped yesterday, okay? So you will be receiving your books before Christmas, and you'll be able to put some of those scientific mouth-watering menus and recipes to work in your household. And we look forward for you to coming back to the site and leaving us some comments, feedback, um, about what kind of results that you had. We'll probably, when we do come back in February, we might start off with a cookbook um, wrap-up just to see how people have been exploring and as it went through the wintertime months, the first 45 days, starting December 21st to February the 5th, we just want to see, you know, what kind of results people have had and what kind of feedback we're getting from that cookbook. So please, if you already have your cookbook, we want to say thank you. And if you do need to order it, all you have to do is go over to sometometrybooks.com, scroll down. You can click it. That price does include shipping, and um, we'll get it out to you as soon as possible. Tonight we're going to have so much fun because this is show number 42, 42 shows in a row. only reason we had to stop because we let Obama go ahead and get his shine on. We didn't want to distract from the president. Uh, returning into office for his second term, and that was the only, I mean, there was no hitches. I mean, ever since March, we've been rolling, 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 and tonight is the last show of the year. We will not be having any more shows um, in December, and there will be no shows in January. We are going into hibernation mode. We are attuned with the seasons. We will be um, beginning to do some internal Nurturing for each and every one of us who do a lot of work behind the scenes uh, on the board of Symptometry, the organizational staff at Symptometry, the infrastructure, um, and as well as over here at Original Native Radio, Coach Kaya does need a break. <laughs> okay, but tonight what we're going to do is just have an open forum. Tonight is going to be an open forum. You can ask any question that you want to ask dealing with symptometry, something that you may have heard, you may not have heard. I'm, I, I got questions myself. 
Uh, some I know but haven't been addressed on the show. Some I don't know that I'm going to ask tonight. We've already got some people already with their hands up. And we encourage each and every one of you tonight in the listening audience to press 1. I just saw you 215. I see you. I see you 318. Um, to press 1 with your questions. Write them down. This is going to be a big-time show tonight. This is going to be really, really, really eye-opening. I think it's going to be very insightful for everyone. And um, I'm just really looking forward to it. The call-in number is 347-205-9089. I will try to keep my eye on the chat room. What's going on, Michelle, Michelle? And what's going on, uh, Baby Wolf? Oh, oh! And everyone else in the chat room tonight, we really appreciate all of y'all for tuning in tonight. Uh, please also want to check out another one of our um, one of our well, we would call it one of our radio friends shows, Mister Make It Happen Radio, each and every Wednesday night, as well as on Sundays for the ladies' slow wine. Mister Make It Happen Radio dot com. Really want to check that brother out. He supports Sometimetry in every way. That's my big brother from another mother, and he also adds champagne to the campaign. I think in a very nurturing way by the music that he plays um, throughout the week, you know, just to help people uh, wind up and wind down, very soothing. And um, I really appreciate all his support through and with Original Native Radio throughout, you know, the, the time that I have been broadcasting, you know. And then that, now the big brother has his show, and I'm very proud of him. So I just wanted to give him a big shout out. All right. Uh, of course, you all know that I am not here alone. I am not here alone. You won't be throwing all these questions at me. Tonight, of course, my co-host is with the Moses. We're talking 15 years in the game of natural uh, Eastern medicine. We're talking about acupressure, Qigong, uh, and a recent husband. Yes, 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 yes. A, a, a newlywed. Please put your hands together for my friend and yours, Dr. Abbott, your microphone is wide open. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Coach. Welcome, welcome, welcome to everyone out there, and I really appreciate all that you're doing once again. And I tell you, for this to be the wind-down show of the year, I cannot believe it's been, this is the 42nd show. I mean, it's really gone so quick, but it's really been fun. And I really want to thank you for your for your service for being a service for me and and Tammy uh, recently. Uh, all of, many of the people don't know the, the many talents and, and gifts that Coach Kair has, but um, he is a great officiator, and um, we actually had a, a great ceremony there. So. I really appreciate you and these weeks that we've worked together with Dr. Nardi has been nothing short of amazing and people are being educated and and also relationships are, are growing and, and bonding. So I really am happy and I just want to say thank you for your service and for you listening to the call of a, of a friend and 
and and a colleague. Well, it's totally, totally, totally my pleasure to be able to um, be able to step in and um, fulfill requests from your friends. That's one of the things um, I really feel that life is all about. Um, makes me feel good each and every time I can do that and step up to the plate, and we can um, and we can bring some success to the table. Um, what was I? I was getting ready to say the. I want to thank Symptometry for what it has taught me in these months since March. And I wanted to tell a story before Dr. Marty came on and before we opened the lines up for questions. Um, I love using analogy. And I want people who are listening to this show to listen real close. Today I went to Stone Mountain to do a preview climb of a mission that I have from, or an assignment I have for this coming Friday. And that was my first time going to Stone Mountain. Some obstacles had been in my way, some things, some, some scheduling mishaps. The timing has not been right, and I have not been able to make it to the mountain or to the top of the mountain. Well, today I pressed forward, and I said, I have to get here and make this happen. So I got to Stone Mountain, parked the car, zipped my jacket up, tied my shoes up tight, and started going up the mountain. And I want to tell you that it's not like a dangerous climb, but the but it's not an even climb either. Like there's not a steps where you can just go straight up, and the ground is not level all the way. There are certain rocks, you know, that are you have to you have to like step up the rock. You don't have to like climb the rock, like you're going up your, you know, like you're going up the side of a mountain. It's a very very gradual um, incline. And I started off. The first thing I said was, let me let me maintain my um, let me maintain my breathing and make sure my breathing is correct. So I slowed my breathing down, I settled in at a nice pace, and I started moving up the mountain. Now, some people that were right along with me, they started, they, they, they passed me or they went in front of me. Some people who were uh, in front of me, I caught them and I passed them. And then I saw some people on the way back down. And the people on the way back down, they, they the, the look on their face was refreshing. They uh, they looked happy. The conversation, and I seen children. I seen children on the way back down. I said, "Wow!" The children went all the way to the top, and that was my that was my thought the whole time. These children went all the way to the top. I know I can make it to the top. And somebody told me, "Oh, it's only going to be a twenty minute walk." So I put my stopwatch on. And I started walking, and I paced myself. And then I think this 55 or 60-year-old man passed me. And he didn't just pass me. He walked away. He just went on up the mountain. and um, But he got to a certain point at the mountain, and he started heading back down about three-quarters of the way up. He started to, he, he turned and started going another route. And he, I had, he had been pacing me, and what I decided was, 
I needed to go my own way. And upon that decision, that's exactly what I did. I said, I'm going to keep pressing forward. I'm not going to follow him. He's not taking a shortcut. He's going back down the mountain. And as I was going up, my breath maybe got a little shorter. My calves got a little tighter. Uh, The way became a little more arduous, even though the plane and the work looked the same from when I got started. And when I got about 90% up that mountain, it started to get real steep. It started to get real steep on the incline. And I said, wow, how, how can I go up there? And I saw some people in front of me, and they were making it. And I said, well, if they can make it, I can make it too. And I said, I have cut, I've, I've, I've come too far for me to stop. I'm not, I'm not at my goal. I haven't reached the top of this mountain yet. And I got about 95% of the way. I went up a real steep section, and then I saw some people sitting down and resting and taking pictures. And I said, I don't even want to use this handrail, and, but, I was, but I was tired. And I said, rest. I said, listen to your body. And I sat down for two or three minutes, maybe five minutes, and I wanted my objective was to be up there at the top of that mountain to catch the sunrise. I wanted to catch some of those X-factor rays that you know Dr. Gibson over at Tybro talks about. I wanted to sit down and catch a small meditation with some of those setting sun rays, and I did that. I got my energy back, and then I stood back up, and I finished going up the top of the mountain, and I reached the highest point on Stone Mountain. Looked at my stopwatch. took me about 25, 26 minutes total, total walk time. And I think they said it's a mile hike all the way up. And my legs were kind of burning. My calves were tingling. And I got my breath back, and I did some white crane tai chi in celebration at the top of the mountain. And what I learned through that story was that mountain is much like the journey to curing, where at the initial phase you're very excited about curing but you have to make sure there's a steady incline, and you must have a pace. You must have a pattern or a rhythm or a frequency of lifting the legs and putting the legs back down, which to me I akin to taking my particulars on time, making sure I don't deviate from my diet, and making sure that I keep in my mind that I am going to the cure. And to me, the cure is the top of the mountain. And maybe even if I have to sit down for a second and, catch my breath. Let's say my particulars, I'm I'm out of particulars and I and, and, and they haven't gotten here yet, my next order. Well what can I do to nurture myself? Who can I call to get some additional nurturing? And it was so and it was so fulfilling to me to see the children that were on the mountain, to see the the, the, the older men and the older women and the, the younger people and the people my age that were on the mountain and making the journey to satisfying their desires. There were some boxers up there who were running the whole way. I saw I saw all, I saw all types of people, and that's just like symptometry. It's not limited to just white people or old people or just women. It's here for everybody in the world, but you must be like the people who climb in that mountain you got to stay consistent. you got to stay consistent. And even though there's a burn, 
even though there's a time where you may want to quit or you may want to give up or you may want to say, I don't want to take these particulars anymore. They're not, they're, they're not reacting fast enough for me. And you, you have, if you haven't reached the top of the mountain and you are not totally cured, please, I want to stress to everyone, please, please, please keep moving on up that mountain. And Dr. Abbott, I can't wait to get you down here in Atlanta. I'm gonna, me and you are gonna go up there and climb that mountain too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. You know, I, I was, I was, I've been a, a mountain man from many times, so definitely enjoyed the mountains and, and getting up there and and just the solitude up at the top of the mountain. You know, all the monasteries they all are up at the top of the mountain. You know where they where they actually receive lots of the energy. You know, Shaolin, Hermay, many many different places. Mm. So, mm. Uh, and I mean, even here in, in in the state of North Carolina, some of the the different temples are up in the mountains of of North Carolina. So there's something about the mountains. So it's a good a good thing to go up there. You know, so it's definitely something to participate in and to use, especially if it's accessible to us. Uh, you know, that and hot springs and things of that nature. But I, 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 I'm glad that you brought that point up around the consistency and sticking with the plan because life has a way of bringing us all types of challenges. And today, you know, I'm really a bit saddened by uh, a, a dear friend of mine, a fraternity brother, and someone I was in high school with, I I did not know it. And as Dr. Nardi has said on this show, and as we've discussed on this show many times, Coach, that we, you can't really look at someone and say, oh, that person is healthy or that person is sick or, you know, just by the observation of them. But my friend, he passed away today, you know, of of something that was, you know, asthma, something that symptometry has dealt with and cured over and over again. And here we are seeing someone my age perish because of that. So I'm taking a, uh, a, a personal quest now to, to make sure that Symptometry is heard, and and not in in a way in which it's, it's a loving way, but there's no need for people are just going and dying unnecessarily from from illnesses that symptometry cures, and you know we have to be patient. And we have to understand that things don't happen overnight, but we actually can really, really get great benefit from learning about the scientific methods and the, and the, and the spiritual connection to what symptomatry has to offer us as, as human beings. And I'm really excited about what's coming forward for us. I'm looking forward to the next season of, of Symptometry Night. Hey, well, you know, we're going to keep on adding some champagne to our campaign. Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get the founder 
the author of so many titles, some optometry uh, stash, what to consume, the downside of nutrition, and that say the most complete person. Y'all please go ahead and put y'all hands together for my friend and yours. Some people call him Uncle Ann up there in Canada. We call him Dr. Marty. Naughty, welcome to the show. Your microphone is wide open. How are you this evening? Oh, fine, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Abbott, and uh, thank you, uh, thank you yeah, thank you, Coach Kair, and uh, thank you, the whole house. And uh, I'm glad that we are in this together. And I listened to uh, your story going up Stone Mountain and the difficulties that you had, the trials and the successes, and how you were able to triumph over adversity. So that is how it's supposed to be, triumph over adversity. You know, um, no one ever said that life on this planet is going to be easy. But uh, if you persevere, if you have the right guidance, and if you know exactly what your objective is, you always do very well. So I'm glad that uh, people are coming to listen to uh, tonight's show, um, which um, is going to not to set, I mean, uh, set us apart for a while, but is going to give us time to um, rethink our strategy, find ways to do things better, if not differently so that we reach a greater number of people throughout the world. So, Coach Kair, thank you for your service to humanity. Thank you for your forum, because uh, your forum has now become something like a, a water cooler, a place where people come together and listen to what is new and what is available for mankind. So this is a very nice uh, water cooler um, <clears throat> analogy. Now, as well, far as uh, as far as uh, uh, Dr. Abbott's wedding is concerned, it I was uh, thank you very much, uh, Coach Kaye, for sending me the pictures. Um, I, I was I was working hard, and then I said, okay, let me take a break, and then I went to my computer, and uh, I just sat there just you know, moving from picture one to picture two to picture three, picture four, it was so beautiful, so beautiful. So I did not call you back to to, to say thank you because I knew you were driving, but I called Dr. Abbott and congratulated him, and I called Tammy also and congratulated her on their wedding. So um, I'm glad that uh, a 10,000-year journey started on a Saturday on one day. That's it. So that was good. Thank you. Well, it was, like I said, we had a lot of fun. It was very intimate, and um, I look forward to um, just watching that that lotus flower blossom into some, you know, a really, really great, loving, caring relationship. And it being done with all that water energy, I mean, they have they have some spectacular, spectacular potential that's going on. So 
I'm just I'm just really glad that I could play a small part in it. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Now, Doctor Nardi, are you ready for the questions to roll in tonight? Well, I have always been ready, and uh, as a teacher, that's all I do. I answer questions. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna get mine off first because I I kind of got the answer, but I I, I want to talk about these grits because people have been asking me about grits. They say, well, the grits are made from corn. And uh, how how did the grits make the forty five uh, foods to um, the, the the what to consume book? How did they make the list? And what is the proper way to prepare the grits? No, um, you see, when you are preparing grits, when you are preparing grits, it's just like hominy. Hominy too is made from corn, but the difference is that hominy is the alkaline part, is the alkaline component of corn. Corn has two components. You know, we have the acidic component and the alkaline component. If you do not know how to extract um, the kernel and how to how to extract the kernel and prepare it properly, uh, you will not be able to to, to get the, uh, the 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 alkaline part of 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 corn. The alkaline part of corn is very very important for people who have cancer. You see. A person who has cancer is has is 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 wallowing in a pool of acids. You know, I mean, uh, sulfur is combined with water to produce sulfuric acid. Phosphorus is combined with water to produce phosphoric acid. Different different kinds of acids are there. So the person is generating these acids. So by eating grits, which is very, very alkaline, but not as alkaline. As baking soda, because now very soon you will be here. You hear people tell me, "Oh, but uh, uh, since baking soda is alkaline, so what? Don't I eat baking soda?" No, no, no. Baking soda is 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 a is a, is a synthetic product, and uh, and uh, it is it, it doesn't have it doesn't have an acid component. So this is the difference. So you it's better to to use something that is uh, that is a food. Um, food-based alkaline product um, for cancer patients. I I don't eat grits unless I, I don't I, I don't eat grits no, uh, but I know it is alkaline and I know it works very well for people who have cancer. And in addition to that, I don't eat boiled eggs, but if you have cancer, I will recommend that you eat boiled eggs. So this is what is this is this is what makes grits excellent food for people who have a certain condition. You see, but if you don't have cancer, you may eat it once in a while. But don't overeat it because if you do, you are going to suffer from alkalosis. Alkalosis is going to slow down your blood circulation. It's going to make uh, it's going to make you I mean experience a tingling or numbness. And uh, I will not recommend it. You know, you may eat it once in a while if you don't have a particular condition. Okay, okay. And 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 what about adding milk to the to 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 the grits? Yeah, adding milk, caffeine. Adding milk, adding milk is is very good because it helps to soften. It helps to reduce the conversion 
of grids into complete alkalosis. So that is why that is that is that is the role of of casein in milk. You know, it 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 it, is, it, is, it plays a very important role in slowing down the conversion of um, one particular food item to complete alkalosis. So that's why I, I would never recommend that people eat grits without milk. Always there should be milk added to grits. Now, uh, what about the grits that are made from barley? And I would recommend, I would, I would recommend, I would, even if you want to add milk, I would recommend, I would recommend, uh, I would recommend evaporated milk. That is even much better. It's even much better. And if you can add this evaporated milk to, 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 to grits uh, on the fire, um, about two to three minutes even before turning off the fire, that is much, that is much better. But this way, you will not feel the alkaline, and you will not have the or experience the detrimental effect of alkalosis. See, many things in this world uh, have a downside, but if you know how to how to neutralize, you know the conversion process, uh, you you'll be very healthy. So don't compare yourself to another person who oh he's eating grits and I should also eat grits. I mean, just observe the way that person is eating grits. Just observe. Then you see a big difference. All right, all right, all right. We got that grits out of the way. Let me get over to the lines. And uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Abbott, if you want to add something? Well, my only question, really, I just really want to add is that, as Dr. Nardi said, it's the, it's the neutralization effect that we have to get in regards to eating things instead of just eating something because, oh, it's natural or, you know, our family has been eating it for many, many years, but actually understanding the science behind it. Good, 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 good. So y'all go out and grab y'all some evaporated milk or grab y'all some uh, some barley grits or because corn is not the only thing that can make grits. So, And for me, I needed to find me a substitute. Uh, in the morning, so I don't have to have it every day. So I appreciate that. Uh, next caller is calling in from the four zero four three five eight. Your microphone is wide open. Queen Fayola and Brother Hakeem, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, and good evening. Hello, good evening, Fayola. Good evening, Dr. Narte and um, Dr. Abbott, and congratulations, Dr. Abbott. Thank and you, Tammy. Yes. Okay, uh, I have several questions. Um, I won't do all of them. I'll make uh, time for somebody else, and then maybe we can come back. Um, and these are questions that were asked of me, and I did not have uh, the full answer and maybe part of it. But the first one is, what are the health hazards in clarified butter? Um, the health hazard in clarified butter, the first health hazard, is, is saturated fat. You see, um, the problem with saturated fat is that uh, it delays it delays the conversion of um, of of um, low density lipoprotein that is bad cholesterol to good cholesterol. So this this is this is one downside. The second downside of saturated fat 
is it has too much molybdenum. And molybdenum is a nutrient blocker. You see, so if you are eating some, if you are consuming something, um, especially a person who has cancer, who makes the mistake of, of eating bread and butter, I would not recommend it. But if butter is used in baking, then the health hazard has been neutralized. This is why croissant, croissant that is that that that, that also contains butter. Uh, when uh, where butter was added, while intense heat was being applied, is very healthy. So it is bread and butter. Uh, that was it is it is butter that is not uh, subjected to heat and is applied to bread and is eaten just like that. That is very, very unhealthy. I don't recommend it. But if it is butter that is added to a product and baked, that is very healthy. So one product has health hazards, but the way it is prepared can take away these health hazards. Okay, thank you. Um, the uh, next question that came... And I know that some of these are good, and it's a matter of whether um, everything can work at one time or another. Are there health harmful effects from eating root vegetables like the uh, turnips, beets, rutabagas, and sweet potatoes? Yes. Um, well, the, the, the worst, it depends, it depends on a person's condition. Um, I, I have been treating a, a, a woman who, who um, suffers from um, incontinence. And I asked her, are you really sticking to the healthy diet? And she said, yes. I asked her if she's eating some root crops. She said, no, 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 no. Okay. I asked her if she knows what root crops are. She says, yes. I asked her to mention one. She says, ginger. Okay. Ginger is a root crop. It's, it's, a, it's a rhizome. It's an underground stem. Now, Let's go on to another one. Do you know other? Do you know another root crop? So well, I don't know. Okay, let me ask you a question. Do you eat turnip, the bulb turnip? Say yes. What do you experience after eating it? And for how long have you been eating it? Oh, I've been eating it for oh more than ten years. So for how long have you been experiencing incontinence? And the kind of incontinence where you cannot hold your urine for two minutes since I started eating turnips. So do you see the connection between what is very healthy up to a point and then what causes severe incontinence. Turnip is a hypotonic. 
but turnip green is very healthy. But the bulb that grows under or that grows in the soil is not as healthy as the leaf itself. As far as Rutabanga is concerned, it is pretty healthy. It does not have it does not have vanadium, it does not have molybdenum. It is it is pretty healthy. The only problem the only problem with uh, with it is that its its uh, glucose is too slow to digest, too slow. And a person who uh, consumes uh, rutabanga before going to bed and and has diabetes, the following morning <laughs> the diabetes will be through the roof, will go through the roof. It may be the reading could be three hundred. So this is why, depending on a person's condition, you see, um, I don't give blanket advice like this, except for general uh, cell nourishment. But I always take a person's condition into account. You know, a person suffers from from uh, from, uh, from 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 uh, incontinence. Uh, urinary incontinence. There are certain fruits. There are certain root crops that I will not. Rec- I will not recommend. Cassava is a root crop. Yam is a root crop. But the, these two do not affect a person's uh, uh, incontinence, or it does not. Does not make a person's incontinence worse. You see, so there are root crops and root crops, and all root crops are not created equally. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, one more question. Um, should I consume ostrich, emu, or alligator? Ostrich, what? Emu. Uh? Ostrich, emu, or alligator? <laughs> Wait a minute. Alligator. <laughs> Why, 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 why are you asking this question, or why did the person ask you such a question? Is well, it a delicacy? Is it a delicacy, or yes or no? Well, they they have um, eaten uh, alligator, and they've heard that the meats from the others have been uh, very good, and they wanted to know whether or not these were uh, healthy meats to eat if they were going to eat meat. Well, they they eat very little meat as it is, but um, they did have um, alligator once when they were in Texas and uh, tasted it. And the way it was prepared, uh, it seemed to be very tasty. And they wanted to know whether or not um, they could consume any of those meats uh, from a healthy standpoint. I understand. Uh, alligator is not one of... Um uh, the meats that I tested. Uh, as a scientist, I will not speculate. It's not one of the meats that I tested, and um, um, I can I, I cannot give you a definitive uh, answer as far as this is concerned. So, in the future, if it is my turn to test, I mean, it's my turn to test things in the in the lab. I will see if I could add a few more things because so far I've I've lined up 
about 45 items that uh, I will be testing. So, but alligator, alligator meat is not one of them. So I will see if I can add one more. And I will find out if I can I can test it smoked, or fresh, or fried. So these are the best. These are, these are the three ways that we test meat in the lab: fresh, smoked, or fried. So let me see which 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 one will be the best. Okay. Thank you very very much. And um, uh, Coach Kair, if it's all right, I'd like to leave my hand raised and give some others uh, an <laughs> opportunity to ask. Uh, questions and uh, we do have a couple of more and uh, maybe you can come back to us later on. Is that okay? Absolutely. I will. I, I'll be back. Lickety split. All right. Thank you so very very much. We appreciate. Thank we you. Appreciate thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Next caller. Um, this caller is calling in from. He could be internationally. I know he's internationally known and nationally and uh, nationally recognized and locally accepted. Uh, this is uh, Mr. Make It Happen, Mr. Uh, Mr. Make It Happen. How you feeling today? What's going on, big brother? Everything is all as well. All as well. Hey, uh, first of all, Doctor Nardi, we got a live one right here, Doctor Nardi. Oh yeah. Okay, that's good. Oh, welcome, sir. Okay. Doctor Nardi. I just want to give a, a big shout and a congratulations to Dr. Abbott um, for 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 the wonderful ceremony. I saw I saw one of the pictures and I, I know Coach Kyer did a thing as far as uh, his uh, his reverently duties at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mister. Make it happen, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank well, you, everybody. Yes, sir. With Dr. Nardi, I have a question for you. Um, yes, sir. I do want to know, um, uh, I've been having several issues over the last few years uh, with my weight going up and down, and what what, what do you suggest? Is there a particular for that, or what what do I need to do? Because I've been reading your book, um, I bought me some bison meat and all kind of stuff, so I'm getting to really start getting into the scientific cooking, but um, I really want to know, is there any particulars for that? Yes, we have have particulars. For general weight loss, and then we have particulars for um, uh, reduction of abdominal fat. Okay. See? Yeah. So I don't know where you stand or which one you prefer, but uh, for general weight loss, I would recommend very strongly that uh, that you walk for about a mile or two a day. That is that is that is crucial yes, to, the, to the to the weight loss program. Um, I don't want you to take the particulate. I don't want you to take the particulate and then sit in there in your in your in your armchair or whatever, and then just watching television all day. And uh, no, that's that's not what we recommend. You see, you have to be very active. Don't don't run, don't jog, just walk. Yeah, okay. if you can do that, if you can do that, that will be very helpful, because the purpose, the objective, is to um, realign or recouple the amino acids in your in your in your gene you know so that uh, the reversal is possible now you have the gene for obesity mm-hmm. you must have you must have the gene for slimness uh, that is most dominant not the gene for obesity that is dominant 
So yes, in your situation, in your situation, it is the, it is a reverse. You know, it's not supposed to be in the reverse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's supposed to be so. It's supposed to be properly, uh, proper, proper coupling, proper, proper alignment of, of, uh, of amino acids in the genes. So that's what I will help to repair. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely. Well, um, I, 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 I need, I, I will uh, get with you with that because, and I think for what I and another thing, another thing to say, Mister, make it, make it happen. One other thing to is learn to eat only one meal a day. Only one meal a day, so that so that so that the 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 the, the recoupling of the amino acids in the genes is is properly done. But okay. if you continue to eat three meals a day, you know many people don't know how to eat. Many people don't know don't know how to eat. So let us let us go back to school and teach you again how to eat. You know when you if it's the best thing is to eat one meal a day. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad of the Nation of Islam, I mean, he has been teaching it, but, but many people don't know the science behind uh, eating one meal a day. When you eat one meal a day, I mean, you allow the gene for slimness to, pre- to, to, to dominate. Mm-hmm. I see. And then when you allow the gene for slimness to dominate, you'll be, you'll be much healthier. You see, saturated fat will not be around your liver, will not be around your kidneys, will not be around your heart. You see. So learn to eat one meal a day. And secondly, most of your cells will not break down. You see, most of your cells will not break down. And if your cells don't break down very often, you have tissue renewal. Your tongue tissue will be renewed. Your inner cheeks tissue will be renewed. Your gum tissue will be renewed. Your colon tissue will be renewed very easily. It's a, life is simple. Keep it simple. But people don't people don't want it. They want they want to have a most a very complicated life. So if you don't know if you cannot eat three meals a day, you always start by eating two meals mm-hmm. and then you always start by eating two meals. Your so two meals could be your choice. You could eat breakfast, your breakfast could be heavy. Your lunch could be heavy, and your dinner will be very, very light. Dinner will be very, very light. For dinner, you may have just one croissant, just one croissant, and some and some and some uh, mango juice, and that's it. Mm. Oh, one croissant and mango juice, and that's it. Good night, good night, and you are going to bed. Okay. So do so that. I, so, so the question is. Um, Mango juice over pineapple juice, or like it's pineapple juice. Ma- ma- mango juice. I would recommend. I drink, I drink mango juice. I drink pineapple juice. These are my favorites. Okay. You see, yeah. So this because because the glucose in these two, uh, the glucose in this fructose, I mean, digest very very fast, okay. and then they help they have the, the the small intestine to extract almost all the nutrients from the food you are consuming. Oh wow! You see. So you see, for for 22 years that I have not been sick, uh, I mean, no 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 symptom. Uh, the last time I had a cough was well, I don't I don't remember. You see, and then it's very simple. Yeah, but uh, people who like to eat culturally, traditionally, and all that, and then there's peer pressure, peer pressure. Others are eating this, therefore you also want to take a bite. Yeah, take a bite. Take a bite. 
I don't take a bite. All right. Well, th- th- thank you so much, Doctor Nardi, for that. Yeah, welcome, I, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, I, I would definitely get with you and get that particularly because um, you know, I, I'm, I'm 42. You know, I want to make sure. You know, well, I, I'm going to make sure that I'm around a lot longer. I, I got a lot. I got exactly. A lot of things I have to do. Yes, sir. Exactly. You see, uh, you see, because honestly, look, you spend so many years going to school. You spend so many years looking for a job. You spend so many years getting ready for for for, for a relationship, so, and so on and so forth. And when it's time for you now to relax and start to enjoy life at age fifty something, sixty something, then what is happening? Your life, your body is falling apart. Sure. Eh? Your body is falling apart. This is not how to live. Okay. Wow. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank, thank you so much. Okay. All right, All right Coach. Well, I, I, I'm going to definitely, I'm, I'm going to take myself off the one, and, you know, I'll be in the chat room, and I'll definitely be listening in. Thank you all so much. Um, I just want to thank you all for, for the show series. Uh, Coach K, you have brought this to the masses, and once again, you are saving lives. And Dr. Abbott and Dr. Nardi, you, you all are truly a blessing that was brought here. Um, thank you all so much for symptometry. Thank you so much. No, thank you for listening to. Thank you. Sir. This is a dream come true. That's what's up. Appreciate that, big brother. Next caller from the eight six zero three seven six. Your microphone is wide open. Can we get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yeah, my name is Tina. Hi, Coach Kair. Um, I used to live in Greensboro, I'm in Connecticut now. This has been a very hard day. Um, um, my sister just got diagnosed with um, multifocal um, leukoencephalopathy. And um, as a nurse, you know, all I know is that I don't know what kind of cure that has and and how detrimental it is, you know, and how fast it can, you know, lead, you know, decline. And I just wanted to know, um, have you seen it? Have you treated it? Is there any, is there anything that you could think of that could help or I don't know? Yeah, well, what, 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 what are her symptoms right now? Well, what made her seek a doctor was that she was having, like, really bad pains in her head and, for months she's been complaining like of leg weakness, but we have that in our family, so she didn't really think too much of it. Both of us are nurses, so you know we're the last to take care of ourselves. And then um, yesterday the doctor said that her MRI came back and that she needed to go to the hospital immediately and all this, and that she wanted a neuro neurologist to look at it. So she was there all night, and then basically the neurologist consulted with other doctors or whatever, and they came up with that diagnosis for her. Yeah, but you see, the nerves serve as the foundation of the human body. Always starts from the nerves. Does anything have to do with the fact that she turned vegan? She's like a straight vegan, which she tried to do for her health. Maybe she's been that way for a half. You see, I I don't want to put people down. I allow people to practice whatever they want to practice. Mm-hmm. 
And some people also tell me that, Dr. Nate, this is wrong. I have to put my foot down. If it is wrong, tell people it is wrong and all that. But you see, I studied things differently. Life is about making choices. And life is about learning lessons. And if somebody is there, is here telling you um, the downside of eating raw food or the downside of not eating meat at all or fish at all, people may say, all right, I'm driving my, I'm, I'm imposing my agenda on other people. You know, that is not my objective. Mm. The objective is to tell you what science is and what science has been doing and what science can do for you. You don't eat raw food. You don't. I gave you the example of one lady who suffers from uh, severe uh, incontinence, another one who eats cucumber who suffers from incontinence. But these are two different people. I did not mention cucumber because that is not a that that is that that is that is that, that was not mentioned by by the lady uh, when she was discussing root crops. But cucumber is eating raw. There are many. Sometimes you see there are some people who eat cucumber salad. I don't know whether you are aware of this. Some people eat cucumber salad, and then they add raw on it. They want to eat anything raw. This is very dangerous. And when they begin to shut down your nerves, when they begin to shut down your nerves, this is where all kinds of diseases are possible. Now, whose DNA did you inherit? You don't know. And since you don't know whose DNA you inherited, you have to be very careful not to overexpose yourself. If you inherited somebody whose DNA uh, is full of paralysis and then you eat raw food, your chances of developing all kinds of diseases I mean, linked to paralysis will be there. So this is why I advise people to eat scientifically. As far as this ailment is concerned, I have not there are 3,333 human diseases. I have not treated all of them, and I have not cured all of them, but I have a master strategy to help me address the needs of all the cells under all circumstances. Therefore, the name of the disease does not matter anymore. Did you get my point? Um, yeah, I, I guess so. So, so basically, um, this end is not a cure for it, but you're saying that you have a scientific strategy that could slow this down, or or exactly slow it down, slow it down. The most important thing is the symptom. Right. Tell me what the symptoms are, because every symptom is a code. Every symptom is a code. You have a symptom for gout. You have a symptom for salt imbalance. You have a symptom for other, other blockages like cal uh, calculus, lithiasis. They are all codes. I want to know 
what the symptoms are. I am going to match the symptom with the health disruptor. And then I'll begin to nourish the cells. Once the cells are nourished, no disease is incurable. But here is the situation. She's a vegan. Now yeah, you tell her eat raw food. She does she doesn't eat meat or dairy, but it, I mean, unless you call a salad or something like that, but it's not like she eats uncooked food for the most part. Good, good. Okay, that that is going to help. Now, if I make a suggestion that these are the kinds of foods that I want you to eat, will she oppose it? Will she reject this this uh, my recommendation? I don't think she's rejecting anything right now. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, yeah, now, yeah. She, now you, you sound as if she's desperate. I don't like to, to to treat people who are desperate. I want people who want to heal. You see, you see the difference? Yes. Yes. If she wants to heal, and I take my time to explain everything to my patients, uh, to my subjects. I take my time to explain everything to them so that they have a clear-cut understanding before they begin the paradigm shift. If she's ready and she's willing to work with me, we will get to the bottom of this. Okay. Because if she's experiencing pain, I will tell her, okay, cut down on your high-potassium foods. If she's experiencing numbness, I will say, be careful about acidosis and alkalosis. I will show her the kinds of foods that she has to eat more often and the kinds of foods that she doesn't have to eat at all, or if some foods that she can eat once or twice a week. Whilst I select certain particulates to ionize blockages and increase blood flow to many cells and many segments of her body. This is what I'm this is what I mean by the master strategy as far as curing is concerned. Okay. Now, you'd be surprised. That's what she told you. But she will not tell you, she did not tell you that maybe her heart is getting weak. She did not tell you that maybe her liver is not functioning properly. She did not tell you that maybe her colon is not functioning properly. And on and on and on and on. I am going to address all these issues. Okay. So you don't just give a name. Just Don't just slap a name. Oh, have you cured this before? Have you treated this before? No, no, no. Tell me this is her condition and this is her situation. I will come up with a master strategy and we start to work immediately. Okay. Thank you. Okay? You are welcome. Okay. Um, you know, Tina, Tina, I'm glad. I'm sorry about the ad, but you wanted to add add on to that. Yeah, I, I also wanted to add that it is it's also important that people have someone there that's gonna be that's gonna provide the nurturing component, especially when someone is in, in a place that, as Dr. Naughty said, in a de- perhaps a desperate state, or they are have a lot of, of fear around what the type of diagnosis that they've been given because these diagnoses are actually sometimes even more uh, put more stress on the nerves and the person because it, it, it's, it's a form of a negative impulse. So it actually slows down. I'm 39 weeks pregnant and I am stressed and I'm trying not to be, but it's, it's hard. Like I told her, I, could, I probably couldn't be a good support system today, but tomorrow I'll try to be stronger. That's good. That's very good. That's very good. That's very okay. good. Okay. And is she, is she your sister? Yes. 
Oh, okay, okay, all right, that's good. Is she is she married? Yes. Does she have children? Yes, a lot. Okay, so this means that she has a reason to live and live a long life. She has a reason. This alone will be motivation. That is what I like. Okay. Motivation is very important. You you know, uh, if you have a reason to live, oh, that alone is big. It's very important. And then if she has somebody who is going to provide nurturing, then that would be the second big plus. Okay. Okay? Thank you. You're welcome. Tina, I wanted to give you uh, Dr. Abbott and give you Dr. Nardi's number for um, the consultation. Now, this goes for everybody. The first step is, of course, is the decision, but then you must get the consultations. And the thing that makes symptometry so special is the consultations are free. Consultations are free because we are here to save lives. We're not here to get rich. We're here to bring this science to the planet. So, And a lot of the things, the results that you can get just from the consultation um, are life-changing. But they must have full disclosure. They cannot come in and say, have the story or X, Y, Z. they got to do full disclosure. So Dr. Abbott's number is 336 5 Five, 456 336 456 9183 456 9183 catch him earlier the better and Dr. Abbott is I mean Dr. Nardi is 708-691-4977 708-691-4977 and even though you haven't even called yet I'm going to give this out to people you know I, I, I've heard this before they say I said, did you talk to Dr. Nardi? They say, well, I called him and he hasn't gotten back to me. Treat the master strategy he has like a billion dollars. If somebody had a billion dollars for me, I'm not going to wait for them to call me back. I, get, I, I left a message, two days went by, call him back. Now, I've never heard Dr. Nardi nor Dr. Abbott say, oh, I'm so tired of these people calling me. This man has been working at one point seven days a week, 12 hours a day. Answering the phone on Sunday. So please, um, if you if, if you get the if you get the voicemail, you have to leave a message. Leave a message. Call Doctor Abbott. But some someone will get back to you. And if you slip through the cracks, keep calling because this person's life is important, and we want to do all we can to bring curing into their lives. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Peace. Bye. Yeah. All right, next caller from the 318-318-388. Your microphone is wide open. Welcome to the show. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yes, my name is Yehuda. I'm calling from L.A., Louisiana. Uh, I talk with uh, my questions to Dr. Naughty. I hope I'm coming across okay. Oh, yes, sir. I'm I'm hearing you, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have all of your books except uh, Symptometry Questions and Answers and Delicious Cooking. Uh, your cookbook, and they are both in process, hopefully being shipped to me very soon. And uh, uh, i like to say I talked with you about three weeks ago when I'm a diabetic, and so most of my questions kind of point to being a diabetic. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, my first question, uh, it, it comes from your cookbook. Uh, I was listening at the show last week when the book came out, which I can't wait to get, 
And anyway, you mentioned uh, you were speaking about your cookbook, and you explained, uh, you were saying, First of all, is first of all, it is uh, a symptomatic cookbook. It's not my cookbook, <laughs> but uh, oh. I, I reviewed it, and uh, yes, yes, it has an author. I understand, but it's a symptomatic cookbook. It's better, it's better to, to put it that way. Okay. Yeah, okay. the symptomatic cookbook. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah, and I wanted, uh, and what you were explaining, uh, you you mentioned what I want to know. What is a double bent metal? It's it's used to to remove the starch out of foods. Oh yeah, yeah. The do, double burn, double burner method. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I. I don't know whether Dr. Abbott is ready to explain it, but if he's not, then uh, I can go ahead and, and do that. Well, yeah. But do you have the double? Okay, you have. Yeah. When did you receive yeah. the book uh, titled uh, What to Consume? When did you receive it? Do you have it? Oh, oh I have not received it. It's in shipment. It's being processed. Oh, okay, okay. And, you want and, to know it fact, before then? Yeah, in fact, last Tuesday when you came out with the book, uh, the next morning I ordered it. Oh, okay, good, good, yeah. good. Okay. Yes, I haven't received it yet. And so yeah, okay. is, is, is that something that you can buy, or is it something that you No, can no. Buy? No, no. The, do the double burner method is in the book, uh, What to Consume, is there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, if if, uh, if Dr. Abbott uh, is ready to give you a heads up, fine. And then, or if not, then I can I can come in. Well, it, basically, what you're doing is, is with, for like the rice, if you're, gonna, if you're not cooking with basmati rice, or if, as as you stated that you have a diabetic tendencies, you want to get as much starch out of the out of, out of the uh, the rice or the potatoes as possible. So what you do is you 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 you, you have to put on two pots of water, you know, si you know simultaneously. Then as the first pot boils from around five to ten minutes with the rice or the potatoes. What you're gonna do is, as the second one starts to boil and, and get hot, you're gonna pour off the water from the first pot that has the content in it, and then you're gonna add the contents, the, the rice or the potatoes, to the second pot of boiling water, and then you continue to cook until it's done. Okay, well that's in your book. Uh, what to what to consume, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yes, okay. Exactly. Let me let me go with the next question. Uh, concerning the green bell pepper, uh, it has chromium chromium in it. Now, do you eat the bell pepper cooked or do you eat it raw? Bell pepper, no bell pepper, please. Uh, when you when you cook it, you are going to, you are going to have only fifty percent of chromium. But when uh, when you eat it raw, this is one of the few. This is one of the few um, uh, vegetables. That is very healthy to eat it raw, and then you get your 100% chromium from from it. That's why I don't condemn every uh, food that is eaten raw. There are many, most foods that are eaten raw are not safe, but bell pepper is one of the very safe ones. You know? Okay, well, okay, I got that one. Okay, now uh, I got a lot of other questions, but I'm going to make this my last one, and I can call back in and uh, you know get back in line. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, let's see now. About a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about uh, the five homeopathic plants, and one of them was uh, belladonna. And my question to you is, uh, uh, belladonna it spells about how it's pronounced, but the other four, uh, could you spell those to us if you don't mind? Uh, 
Oh, okay. Um, you have uh, Belladonna. Okay, you know how to spell it, all right? Yes. Okay. Then the second one is um, Annika Montana. Um, A N A uh, A Annika A R N I C A. That is Annika. Then Montana. M O N T as in Thomas A N A Annika Montana. Okay. All right. You have another one. Um I mentioned I said um Aconitum. Aconitum. A C O N as in Nancy. I as in ink. T as in Thomas. U M. Aconitum. Napellus. N A P E L L U S. This is according to Napellus. Another one is aloe vera or alloy. Okay, you know you that you are very familiar with that already. Yeah. Okay. And one that I mentioned last time was um what did I mention last then? Um the fifth one, the fourth one. No, the fifth one is uh I mentioned blue cohosh and black and uh, black cohosh. Blue cohosh is what is used mostly for uh menstru- menstrual uh, menstrual um, concerns, menstrual problems. Blue, just like blue and then cohosh. C O H O S H. Okay. Thank you very much, and I'll let somebody else uh, ask some questions. You're welcome, sir. Okay. Bye-bye. Brother you, don't don't hang up. I already got your name marked down. Okay. Okay, hold on. I'm going to mute the mic, but I'm going to bring you back after Sister Fayola, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, thank you, big brother. Next caller from the 215-868. Your microphone is wide open. Uh, please turn your speakers down in the background. Hold on, let me let me close that back out. Uh, caller from the 215-868, please turn your speakers down or take your phone off the speakerphone. I'm going to open your mic up now. Uh, your mic is wide open. Can we get the name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, good evening, all. Oh, this is Isis calling from New York today. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Darcy, yeah. Coach K, and Dr. Abby. It's awesome, yeah. baby. <laughs> all right. That's it. I have two. It's awesome, um, baby. I have two questions to ask about that was asked of me, and I had no way to answer. 
they asked me about acid reflux and hyenal hernia. And I don't know okay. the people. <laughs> oh, no. Acid, acid, acid reflux is just the result of um, severe acidity in the stomach. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the esophagus, there is, a, there is a, a sphincter that opens and closes as food is going down, you know. And uh, uh, from the throat, between the throat and the upper side of the upper upper segment of the stomach there there is one sphincter something like a, it's not like a valve but it's a ring it's like a ring it opens and closes it opens to allow food to go in and then the lower one opens to allow food to get into the stomach and then it closes back now what is acid reflux acid reflux occurs when the ring the ring in the lower sphincter of the uh, esophagus, the ring is almost paralyzed or semi-paralyzed. Then when food gets into the stomach, you know the stomach is very acidic. When food gets into the stomach, it's not a, uh, a, the, 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 the sphincter does not close. It reopens, and then the acid comes from the stomach and splashes all over the, the lower part of the esophagus. It oh. burns, it burns, it burns, it burns. You know, you know acid. You know, look, look at battery acid. Look at battery acid. Look at how battery acid tears every, every piece of cloth into, uh, uh, tears cloth into pieces. Okay. That's battery acid. Now, stomach acid is equally strong and because this ring is semi-paralyzed and it's not closing properly acid is splashing back and sometimes it goes all the way back to the throat the whole stomach the whole chest will be burning you know that is what causes uh, the, the, that this one is called heartburn it's not the heart that is on fire it's not the heart that is on fire. It's not the heart that is burning. It's the sensation. It's the feeling that your whole chest is on fire. And then, and then the, the, you, they ask you to take some. Then they, or they ask you to take a baking soda. Uh, what does baking soda do to the sphincter that is paralyzed or semi-paralyzed? You see, you are not addressing the root of the problem. You are not addressing the root. If you suffer from acid reflux, we have cured this over and over without breaking a sweat. We in symptomatic cure acid reflux without breaking a sweat. If you suffer from acid reflux, come to symptometry. We have the particulate that will strengthen the nerves of, um, I mean, in the, in the sphincter. It is by strengthening the nerves of the sphincter that the sphincter will be able to close again and, and acid will not be able to, to, to come out of the, the, the stomach and burn the lower part of the esophagus all, up, all the way up to the throat and the, and the whole chest area. So go to the root of the problem. So this is the root of the problem that I've, that I've explained. The sphincter opens. The sphincter op opens. 
to allow food to get into the stomach. And then it closes back. It closes again so that digestion continues from the stomach. From the stomach, it goes to the ilium and then order and until, until eventually the, the fecal matter goes to the, to the, to, to the colon. This, this, that, that's the process. So what's okay, your question so now about acid reflux? So when, when somebody is eating and after they say after they eat, they have this belch a lot. Is that part of it? No, belching is fairly different. Oh. Belching is due to the ap, uh, the, the 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 hypogastric nerve that is equally weak. You see, the nerves, as I was explaining earlier, the nerves serve as the foundation of the human body. Everything in the nerves. Look at you. How many times do you blink? How many times do you blink in one minute? Mm-hmm. About 10, 15, 20 times. Yeah. All these are the nerves. That's the work of the nerves. You, you are swallowing food. The nerves. You are urinating. Nerves. Everything in the nerves. So when the hypogastric nerve is weak, you have the tendency to... Um, and, 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 and to, to to belch, you know, you have tendency to belch instead of you keeping instead of you keeping the gas instead of you allowing the gas to go through the rectum. Some of the gas is coming is escaping. Some of the gas is escaping to, uh, to, to the esophagus to the mouth. That is belching. Yeah. So some people have treated people who have acid reflux without belching. And others who have acid reflux with chronic belching, they will belch and belch and belch and belch and belch. And even that, even that, we solved the problem. Um, I, it was there was one case where it was difficult for me to cure her, her disease. I, I spent two rounds, and I, uh, I gave her two rounds. Still, I could not cure the disease. Then. One night, that's why I like doing my prescription in the middle of the night, between two and five. I was advised to neutralize aluminum. I gave her the aluminum neutralizer. Bam! That was how the case was cured. And then I told her not to drink from, not to drink soda from aluminum can anymore. You see? So it was after, it was because I cured it, then I got to know what was causing it. So I had to identify all the sources of aluminum. I had to identify all the sources of aluminum, and today this woman does not belch anymore. Her acid reflux is cured, and the belching completely gone. I have another case now where the person hiccups. Hiccups. Oh, oh, oh. Hiccuping, hiccuping, hiccuping. I mean, in one minute, this person will hiccup three times. I mean, what kind of life is this? So this is what I'm working on right now. Now, as far as uh, as far as the uh, the hiatus um, uh, uh, hernia is concerned, yeah. you know there is a junction. There is a something that will, that looks like a junction um, in the lower part of the of the esophagus also, and um, uh, if if the area balloons a little bit because the muscle is very weak, always remember. Hernia has to do with muscle, you know. Hernia has to do with muscle. The very uh, muscle, muscle tissue that is very, very weak and is ballooning, that is hernia. 
So in this situation, we have to strengthen the muscle floor and the muscle fibers in order to reverse and cure the hernia. So this also we do it in symptometry. Okay. Well, I definitely will let um, the sister know about that because uh, I know she's not listening tonight because she's um, on another mission, but I'll let tell her to listen to the archives and then also call you. Okay. And one, more, right. one more question. Yes. He's in blessed is uh, Dr. Nani. This is uh, one of your patients, Benita Johnson. I got a question, Dr. Nani, about K-Rob. Yes or no? About what? It's carob. It's spelled K-R-O-B, carob. K-R? It's spelled C-A-R-O-B. C-A-R-O-B. Yes. Okay. Um, have you tested it? Is, it? is it good for us? Is it bad for us? Um, it, is, it is not one of the. It's not one of the crops that I've tested extensively. No, no, um, no, no. Um, I will not. I will not. I will not tell you much about it because uh, how many how many food food items are there on this planet? So I can only test so much. You know. So. Uh, so uh, I will. I will do my best when I get there. Just like I. I was telling um, the other the other uh, caller. Um, uh, who was asking me about uh, uh, crocodile meat? You know, I've not, I've not tested that. So um, this is not something that is on my radar yet. But uh, right. if in the future, uh, not, not, not if in the future we are going to have a lab, and some, uh, some of our students will be given assignments. Especially, we'll divide them into, into, into uh, regions of the world. Some people will get uh, do their best to get foods from Australia, uh, foods from different different parts of the world, and test them and see what is what is inside. And this is going to increase um, our repertoire, our our our, our registry of uh, foods, and then we'll be able to advise people in a more scientific manner. So, Carol, I've not I've not yet done it, but uh, it should be on my radar. That's wonderful, Dr. Nardi. I was asking that question on behalf of a friend. I think it's all it's very important that we all realize that we must begin to discipline ourselves and be grateful for the list that you have done the research on. And in so doing, we start to activate all of the necessary healing powers within us to get better. If we want to expand afterwards, that's fine. But you've given us a, a wealth to work with already, and I think that all of us need to focus and become a lot more disciplined in our thinking. As you told me when we first communicated, if I prefer to have silly, emotional, useless feelings about foods that are not good for me, and that is my choice. I don't choose those things. I choose wellness. And again, Dr. Nardi, I can't say thank you enough. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, thank you, thank you, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did Dr. Nardi really tell you that? that? I'm just trying to make sure. That sounds like something he would say, but I just want to verify right here on the air that he said something like that. Did Dr. Nardi say silly emotions or issues about food that you want to eat that have not been tested? Can you please repeat that for the air one more time? <laughs> 
Yes, that's what my friend, the good doctor, already told me with our first conversation. If I wanted to hold on to foolishness that had nothing to do with my wellness, that was my choice. That was the only sentence he needed to give me for me to recognize <laughs> what I needed to do moving forward. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just, I'm just checking because he's a real good friend of mine, and I just, I just want to make sure that uh, we're all on the same page. So yes, that's, uh, that's him. That's him. He said it. <laughs> you brothers are doing such a wonderful job. We all cannot thank you enough. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you too for listening. Thank you. Yeah, and Dr. Nardi, we're we're working on your traveling here to New York. Oh, okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because uh yeah. I I I am I am I'm looking forward to the to the day when uh, we'll set foot in New York and and rock the place and see how many yeah. and see yeah. how Ooh. we can see how how we can inject some Positivity, some positivism into New York because uh, yes. uh, it's, 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 it's too tense, too negative, and uh, let's let, let's change it a little bit because people are ready for it, but they all all they need is they need all they need is uh, some uh, uh, some excitement and some guidance and uh, and they, they they all catch on. I'm aware of that. Yes. Well, I have. I have some folks that are working with me, so um, Dr. Abbott will be letting you know about that real soon. Good. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Love you all. All right. Thank you. We love you too, okay? All right. It's awesome, baby! All right. Next caller that's on board is calling from the 770-931. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your mic? Can I get your name? Where are you calling from, please? This is Channing Smith, and I'm uh, calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, yes, sir, Mrs. Smith, yes. I would like to say uh, good evening. Good evening, sir. Everyone. And uh, I, I want to start out by saying uh, <clears throat> to all of you, um, you're giving advice that uh, most people would uh you're giving freely what most people would would charge as the uh old people used to say an arm and a leg for you know and i'm quite certain that even uh all of you realize how valuable it is and that uh you give it so freely and uh what i feel is with such uh compassion and such love uh, i think i speak for all of the callers when i say that uh we we sincerely appreciate that and Mr. Smith, one thing I will tell you too is that um, um, before I started symptometry, um, you know, people said, "Oh, don't give things freely because people will not appreciate it. People will not. People don't appreciate things that are free. Don't do that. Charge them. Charge them." An arm and leg, and they will respect, they will value it, and all that. <laughs> and something told me no. And when I say something, that's a very nice way to tell you that the spirit world uh, was talking. <laughs> and and I was asked not to go that route, not to go that route. And everything 
has to be the way it is. Give it, look at air. We breathe air free of charge. And we, nevertheless, we value air. We value it. Look at, look at the worldwide movement to clean the air, clean the air act and all that. It is free, but you still value it. So we can also put, have some information that is priceless and people right. value it. And today, look at the number of people who thank Symptometry, who thank Coach Kaye, who thank Dr. Abbott, who thank Dr. Wanek, and all the Symptometry oh. for, for, for what is happening right now. Yes. Yes. Well, we, we and, definitely, yeah. And the second, the, for your information, we now have the second board of Symptometry. The first board of symptometry saw the enthusiasm in people, in their eyes and everything. They said, okay, now let us charge $95 per consultation. Now let us charge, let us charge, let us charge. And I said, no, we cannot go that route. We cannot go that route. And today we have the second board with Mr. Musa Bey as the chairman. Wow. So this is how it is. Don't forget that the negative force is there to try to disturb things, to make things difficult for people. But we keep saying that people who need help the most are the people who are listening. People who need help the most are those who are listening. So we'll continue to do what we started doing. And we will never stop. And all the symptomatists who will come after us, they will do the same thing also because it's going to be it's going to be set in stone. Wow. I, Coach Kair, I, I think you will definitely agree that that definitely is awesome, baby. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. <laughs> it's awesome, baby. <laughs> I won't. Uh, I, you know, I'm sure there's some other people that have questions. I just have a uh, one quick question, but it's about three different uh, quick subjects. I yes, myself. Sir have uh, been dealing with a uh, puffiness under my eye and oh, okay. my, mm-hmm. and my wife have be, has been dealing with hives h i v e s and uh hair loss or her she's losing some of her hair and it's thinning out uh what, okay. what do you what advice would you give someone about under eye puffiness and uh hives and hair loss for, for right. yeah, I guess for men and women yeah Yes, no, understand, understand. Under eye puffiness, you know, you 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 heard about all the bogus theories about, oh well, you are tired, you need some rest, you need some sleep. Have you heard that? Yeah, I've heard it a lot. I I just heard it today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me let me let me come in. Okay, um, uh, bags under the eyes. Um, 
are indicative of three things. Salt imbalance, gout, and potassium imbalance mm. or, potas- or potassium overload. Wow. Gout, salt imbalance, and potassium overload. Oh, not good. So, I am sorry to say, uh, Mr. Smith, you don't know how to live on this planet. I I, I agree, and uh, not to cut you, but uh, I'll, and I'll and I'll tell you why I agree because uh, I just came in from work, and uh, I came in on the caller you you guys are giving advice to about not eating. Um, only eating one meal a day, and as you were talking, I had just finished my third meal of the day. <laughs> so just as I, I put the last bite in my mouth, I said, okay, now I need to get Elijah Muhammad's book, How to Eat Meal, and I just finished eating my third meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see <laughs> you know, I, I I I don't discriminate whenever whenever I'm talking, whenever I'm 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 I'm, bring, I'm, I'm sharing enlightenment because some people will shy away from Elijah Muhammad's teachings and all that. Uh, you know, I am not a Muslim, but whenever somebody says something that makes sense and I apply I apply science to it and it and it resonates, I hold on to it and I give credit to the person. You see, I mentioned his name because he said it. You see? So I'm not taking credit for what I've not said. Right. That's the kind of of person I am. You see? That's great. Now, as far as hives are concerned, uh, it's an enzyme. Your your wife is suffering from an an enzyme deficit. We uh, have to give her the subatomic particles to, to, to help her to produce the enzyme that will stop the hives. Her hives will be worse if she eats certain foods. You see, her hives will be worse if she eats certain foods. So, what I do when I'm treating hives is I will ask you to identify the foods that make your conditions worse. Then you take the particulate before you eat these foods, and you take the particulate after you've eaten the foods. One and a half hours minutes. One and a half hours after you've eaten the food. Then you take the particulate again. And then if the particulate subsides, then I will tell you what was causing this problem. This is how I do it. It's just like the way I was, I stopped uh, this man who was belching, belching, belching for, for so many, he, was, he has been belching for, for years. I think four years he told me, you see. And he had acid reflux and belching. And belching, it was hard, but it was after I gave him the particulate that neutralizes aluminum that I told him that it was aluminum that was causing it. And I asked him, what are the sources of his, of, of, of his, uh, of his foods or beverages? And then he told me, and then I asked him to cut them out, and today is fine. The same thing is going to apply to your wife. Okay. Tell me what kinds of foods make your conditions worse. Then I will give you a particulate before you eat that meal. But let me tell you one thing. There are some people who have suffered for so long that if I tell them to to eat that same food again, they will refuse. 
<laughs> they, they will refuse, you know. So uh, if 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 your wife will bear with me, fine. Uh, I I want I want to find out I want to find out the source of the problem so that I will be able to eradicate it. Okay. As far as as far as hair loss is concerned, as far as hair loss is concerned, I would advise her very strongly uh, to stay away from certain shampoos. Uh, egg white, egg white in certain shampoos is very very detrimental to uh, to, to our hair. In wow. addition, in addition to uh, the blockages that are inside the skull that that uh, block nutrients from getting to the hair follicle. Uh, shampoo, that is the wrong shampoo, uh, 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 causes hair loss because it, it forms something like a mat, you know, on the on, on the skull, and that, that's no good. And eventually there will be there will be dandruff. After dandruff, does your wife have dandruff? Does uh, does, does your wife have dry hair and dandruff? Um, it's not severe, but it's a little bit. Okay, all right. So it's kind of scaly and all that? Just like you'll see a little bit of dandruff on her shoulder. Okay, that, that, okay that's right. After, after combing the hair. After, after she combs her hair, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, so she has dandruff, you see. There you go. So uh, we, have, we, have to work, we have to work on that also. So um, as far as hair loss is concerned, we have the shampoo that we have to, she has to stop. Um, if she likes, she could buy shampoo that has aloe vera. It's much better. Uh, stay away from all these. Uh, I'm not going to mention any name because I don't want to ruin somebody's business. So, uh, uh, but if you call me uh, after the show, I can I can give you some names. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, and and you said as far as the under eye puffiness, you said it's either because of a potassium imbalance or gout or what? Are the, what is the third uh, put, symptom? Put, 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 potassium overload. Overload. Potassium. Potassium overload. Okay. Yeah. Or gout. Okay. Well, well, doctor, uh, you have been very helpful, and as always. <laughs> Uh, like I said before, I appreciate it, and and I just my sincere uh, prayer is that uh, we all continue to be blessed with knowledge and understanding, and, and thank you all. No, oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, Mrs. Smith. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, big brother. Big no problem. Out to HL St. Louis style. I mean, uh, HL Optometry style. Let's get over here tomorrow. Here it's go. awesome, baby. <laughs> All right, Brother Smith, I'm also um, thinking about after the first of the year, well, I'm going to be in hibernation, starting a, um, <laughs> starting a, starting a reading uh, club in Atlanta. So I want you to uh, stay in contact with me, maybe get in contact with me tomorrow, and we can organize that and see if we can find us a place to, um, you know, maybe once a week come in for an hour and sit down and have like a little reading group and get something started here in Atlanta. Oh, okay, oh, definitely. This, this, How would this, I get in touch with you? This this is very this is very innovative. This is very creative. Oh, come on, Doctor Norton. You know how I do. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. 
I'm not new to this. I'm true to this, you know. <laughs> uh, Brother Smith, you can just give me a call tomorrow, 336-587-1215. Uh, 336-587-1215. I'm over here off of Moreland, but I got transportation, so I can uh, meet you some, uh, get to you or anything like that. Oh, that would be great. What, what would be a good time for me to call you, Coach Kyer? Before before 12, let's get it up in the morning. Before 12. Okay, I can do that because everything I have to do is after 12, so that, that works out perfectly. All right. I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Hey, same here. All right. Peace. Peace. Dr. Nardi, don't be at a surprise. You know how Kyer goes, man. You know Call lines are lit up. I'm glad everybody's participating tonight. Let me go over and check in the chat room. I'm getting ready to come to the next. Um, I'm getting ready to come to the next person. All right, everything is cool in the chat room. About to add this holding that down. Next caller is from the seven one eight six five zero. Your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Peace and love. This is Brother Cherokee calling this from the Bronx. Oh, yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Peace, Dr. Narty. Peace, Dr. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, I'll be brought to you tonight. Let me, let me right. dig right in. Um, Dr. Narty, um, a lot of, most of these questions are for people I've just been spreading some time with you too in um, New York City. Um, yeah. And as you said, as soon as you get up here, about it because it's so, it's so, you know, the population here is so dense. And the vegan, the vegan, and the, the different, you know. I mean, me being one of them, me being one of them, I'm the first to raise my hand. It has been so concentrated here that we definitely need this whole paradigm shift here with the food and what they can say. But um, a lot of folks, they, 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 when they, you know, brush their teeth in the morning, they gargle, they're asking about the hydrogen peroxide. What, what, um... What would you say to the hydrogen peroxide? Um, please, please, please. I don't know whether Dr. Abbott would like to come in, but uh, if he's not ready, then I will go in. Mm-hmm. Please go. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, we we had this conversation just just recently, and one thing that that that, that we have to consider. Uh, Cherokee, is that? Are you there? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, our body has different levels of pH in it, and our mouth is at six point five. Okay, yeah. and so that it's important that we keep it at that level because the the pH at that level because there's staphylococcus and other other forms of, of bacteria in our mouth that is needed to protect the environment there as it goes on down to our GI tract. So oftentimes what people end up doing by using hydrogen peroxide or other forms of mouthwash, they we're throwing off the pH balance in our in our mouth so then it can cause ulcers in the mouth or on the gums, and it can block the nutrients from getting into the blood vessels and into the cells within our mouth. So this is where we see things like receding gums, 
bleeding gums every time someone, every time you brush your teeth, your gums will bleed. It's unpromisory um, at work. Yeah, and 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 also, um, you know, halitosis, the breath mm-hmm. being really bad. So if someone wants to suck on a mint, chew gum all day just to mask the odor that is coming from the proper, the improper balance of the pH that's in the mouth. So mm-hmm. we have to know how to how to eat scientifically, how to brush our teeth. Scientifically, using um, mo- the uh, the toothpaste that has uh, what is called um, stannous fluoride in it. Okay, and Stainless? not bacon. Stannous. Okay. S T S is in Sam, T is in Tom, A is in Apple, N is in Nancy, N is in Nancy, O is in Oscar, U is in Unicorn, S is in Sam. And uh, that that is the the proper uh, chemical that is that we that we that we need to balance the pH in our mouth when we brush our teeth. So any type of gargling with salt, which will make us too alkaline, these you know salt water, mm-hmm. it actually throws, it actually throws off the imbalance the balance of our our pH in our mouth, and so therefore right. you, so therefore using the hydrogen peroxide is not something that is symptomatically recommended. And Dr. Nardi, is, is there anything else you want to add to it? No, 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 no. That is that is that is fine. You see, because it's symptomatic, we don't just say no. We also explain. We give you the scientific exactly. reason. You see, exactly. Exactly. I will call. I will call on that. On that, I will follow up on that question with a call about what products would be good because we know with a call, as you say, Doctor Nadi, we don't we don't want to step on nobody's dollars. So um, <laughs> we won't speak on we won't speak on the good brands to use at this time. I'll get that at a later date to spread that. Um, Doctor Nadi, could you speak to? Because I know um, you. I don't know if you had a chance to. Um, Tested yet, but if you have, could you speak briefly about Moringa and its the, the health disruptors uh, and the nutrient blockers? Is it beneficial or not? No, um, Moringa is very. It's the, 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 the good news. The good news is it has a lot of nitrogen. That is that is excellent because mm-hmm. something that it something that has a lot of nitrogen it just like it it, it replaces protein. It, 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 it's as good as it's as good as meat. It's as good as mm. it's a, so. This is this is what is good about merengue. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's yes. It's a, it's, a, it's very very rich in nitrogen. You know, and right. and uh, and the health disruptors. The health disruptors are they are not they are not as terrible. It's just like it's just like uh, um, it's just like hemp. It's just like marijuana. All right. All right. Very very healthy. But the problem is as marijuana is different in the sense in, in the in the sense that it is a hallucinogen, you know, and uh, uh, Marenge is not. Mm. You know? So I would prefer Marenge to uh, to order to order other leaves, you know. But oh. uh, marijuana is excellent when it comes uh, when it is 
reduced to subatomic particles. Then this is where it is a wonder, wonder, wonderful plant. Yes, I, I heard on the other show where you were talking about all the, all the uh, it's like a billion stars. In a, in a exactly, that's correct, that's correct, that's correct. So I will recommend, uh, I will recommend Maringue, yes, I will, I will, yes. All right, and I just, I just have this other question uh, for a friend. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on Cherokee, I, uh, got, uh, sorry. I got four minutes left. I just need everybody who's in the chat room to call in, 347-205. Nine zero eight nine. Since this is our last show, we will be having an after party, but you will not be able to hear it if you do not call in on the line. So the calling number is three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Uh, this will be Cherokee's last question, and he got to get back in line like the rest of us. And then <laughs> no I got about four more callers. I love Cherokee, and I know what y'all think me and Cherokee don't, don't have any issues, so don't nobody go talk about this. <laughs> no, this my. That's my brother, so don't even start that mess. So um, I got to get back to Fayola. I got to get back to the brother in New Orleans. I got about four more people on the line, and then I still got another uh, very important question um, about the about the subject of cancer because I got some people on the line who I want to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be standing in asking a question about a very important subject tonight. So I wish I want all of y'all to please tune in for the after party. Um, Dr. Nardi and Dr. Ab to continue this. Very um, high-end conversation. Okay, Cherokee, back to you. Um, um, I wanted to know if, if because I, I know this, I know this, you spoke of this before, that it's better to nourish from the inside out. But I have a lot of people that still speak to cocoa butter, and is it good for marks and wrinkles, and do you have particulates for either or wrinkles or marks? <laughs> um. As far as marks are concerned, you know, I will I will stand by what I said earlier that it's better to ionize the blockages and know how to properly nourish the cells so that the cells work their own magic. Mm -hmm. There is nothing our cells cannot do. Nothing, nothing, nothing. If only if only you know timing, dosage and frequency of whatever you are going to supply to your cells. Uh-huh. You see? So, as far as cocoa butter is concerned, it is good. Don't forget that, you know, I'm, I'm originally from Ghana. So, cocoa butter, uh-huh. shea butter, and all that, this, this, uh-huh. this, this, these are typical products in, in, in uh, my, my native land. But, sure. Uh, sure. but uh, you see, I am not using it. I am the kind of person I'm the kind of person who does not lotion. I don't lotion. I just I just shower and that's it. And my skin is shiny. My my skin is glowing. So what am I doing right? I'm what I'm everything, doing right. Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> you see, uh, uh, what am I doing right? I ionize the blockages for myself. I we cook with canola oil and. And then we make sure that we eat right so that and we eat one to two meals a day, not more. And then uh, we know what to eat, what, what to consume before we eat our meal and so on and so forth. So that all the, the nutrients, all the vitamins, amino acids and minerals that we are consuming will be extracted and circulated to 
our blood so that our cells pick them up. This is what you do. You see. Right. So you don't you you will not need you will not need uh you will not need uh, uh cocoa butter or shea butter and all that to 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 to, uh, to moisturize to moisturize your skin. You know, I don't have dry skin. I don't have dry hair. You know, so what could, what could you do likewise? That speaks to the same for wrinkles too, right? Because that usually comes from what's called aging or dry skin. No, 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 no. Wrinkles, wrinkle comes from lack of copper. You see, oh, yes, because you know, don't forget that our skin has cross links, and then this it is this cross links is just like when you are building a when you are when you are when you are building a roof, you know, yeah, you see. Uh, there is a structure, and then you, and then you, and then you nail. Uh, if it, if you are, if you are using, uh, uh, it, it depends. It depends on the kind of uh, uh, roofing that you are going to 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 to, uh, to, to use. You know, okay. if you are going to use shingles, okay. If you are going to use uh, tiles, uh, uh, fine. You know, but what I'm saying is, you need a structure. That is going to hold what is going to cover your house. You need a structure. In the skin, that structure is called cross links. Where the cross links are shattered, you are going to have a ridge. And it is this ridge that is called a wrinkle. So where where do you get a lot of copper from? You get a, you get good copper from a good drink. What is that drink? Ginger tonic. Ginger, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this how it is done. But all these people, you know. They've smoked for forty years. They've done this for thirty years. Oh, and, boy. And they've ne- they've they've never they've never nourished their skin with copper from from the right source. And then look look at them. They go they go to they go to the nutrition store and they go they go and buy a copper and then they, they, they don't even know that the source of that copper and then they start taking it. Yes. Yeah. So somebody, so, so somebody, somebody was was screaming over there. I don't know. Who was there? No, that was my background. Sorry, sorry. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was. Yes, but no, that that that's true. That's true. You know, they then they want to use all of these uh, synthetic different forms of this. And and that's that. correct. That's correct. You see. So please, and, and what what this one thing I like about ourselves, ourselves, you think you think that they can be fooled? They they will never be, be fooled. They will oh. give you time. They would give you time to correct your mistakes, and if you don't correct your mistakes, they will shut it down. And if you keep if you beg and beg and beg through what is called gene pruning, if you beg, okay, they are all they are only going to allow you to heal. Eighty percent, and then oh, and the, and the remaining twenty percent, they will lock you out. They will teach you a lesson. Mm, not to do that again, right? That's right. Not to do that again. 
All right. I'll get in on it, Dr. Nauti. You better All right. Thank you, sir. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thanks, folks. How are you, Dr. Abbott? All right. All right. All right. As we move on along for the after party, next caller is from the 336-8559. Oh, I'm... 336-855, your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yes, this is Amala Isha from Greensboro, North Carolina. Oh, yeah, Amala Isha, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It's that. awesome, baby! Well, it's great to uh, hear you again, and uh, as always. And uh, my question is about kidneys, um, since that's my latest issue of uh, dealing with things, and um, it's like peeling an onion for me, and um, I'm grateful to be able to keep um, peeling it down toward optimal health. So um, with phosphates or phosphorus foods, they tend to impact the kidneys. Um, and I've, I'm becoming more aware of what has phosphorus in it. There's a lot of uh, ferrous phosphates as iron fortifiers and things in foods. And so that can really cause um, a lot of disruption um, in diets, especially if it, because it's in baking soda, it's, uh, excuse me, baking powder. Um, it's in, like I said, the iron fortification. So, um, but there are other foods that tend to be very rich in phosphates um, or phosphorus. Can you expound on that, Dr. Narti or Dr. Abbott? Why why um, does it really impact the kidneys? Oh yes, yes. Uh, you see, um, the problem with phosphorus is it produces many. I mean, it produces phosphate salts, and look at Look at the kidney. I don't know whether you've ever seen a, 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 a kidney before in real life. I don't know whether you've seen one. Um, oh, yeah. there, there are one million nephrons, bag like sardines, in a very small area, very, very small area. And these nephrons are very, very sensitive to salt. Very sensitive. You, you, have, you have salt. You have salt from, table, from, uh, from your table, normal, uh, normal table salts. Then you have salt again from the various minerals. You have salt from the various minerals. Iron. The salt of iron is ferrous sulfate. And you have nickel also that has salt. You have phosphorus that has salt. And all these minerals produce salt after reacting with water. And the kidneys cannot continue to take this bombardment from these salts. This is why it is very easy for the kidneys to shut down. And then two, trauma is another aspect, is another, is another, uh, is another blow to, to the kidneys. Now, depending on the kidneys that you inherited, if 
you inherited kidneys that ha that have uh, fault lines in them, well, you may be susceptible to uh, cyst in the kidneys. You may be susceptible to mass or tumors on the kidneys or in the kidneys. So your genetic, uh, 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 your, your 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 genetic susceptibility also accounts for the kind of kidney health that you have. You see. So this is what I always advise people to do: eat scientifically. Once you eat scientifically, you steer clear of all the susceptibilities that will have affected your kidneys. I don't know whose DNA cocktails I had, but because I've been, I mean, eating scientifically, I've been able to prevent, reverse, and avoid many diseases. So you can do likewise. But the problem is cultural eating. Cultural eating. And that's the biggest trap. This is what my mother has been eating. This is what my father has been eating. This is what my grandparents have been eating. Therefore, I'm also going to do the, the lie. You don't do that. So these phosphates, the foods that have a lot of phosphate, are, don't forget that dairy products, dairy products have a lot of phosphorus, and this phosphorus will react with water to produce phosphates. So if you eat dairy products, any dairy product, and you don't feel uh, well after, after, the, after consuming this, this item, please leave it alone. Sodas, sodas have a ton of phosphorus. So what are you going to do? You don't drink sodas. I don't drink sodas. So by using this scientific knowledge, you are able to avoid all these booby traps. So that's what I'm going to tell you as far as the kidneys and phosphorus and phosphorus are concerned. Thank you very much. Um, I also know that some. I was a big uh, legume eater. I, at first when I started on symptometry, I was leaning towards the, the beans, the pinto beans, the um, navy beans, which I loved. Um, and then I found out those weren't really helping me. And uh, no, especially for a person who has uh, who has fault lines in the kidneys or was trauma in the kidneys. Or I would not recommend. I would recommend that you leave legumes alone. And um, also, how about sardines? Now, when I was shopping, um, and I would, I started to really lean on the sardines because I. I thought, well, because of the purines and all the wonderful aspects of it, um, and um, now I, but I'm reading that it's high in phosphates. Um, what's uh, what's your take on no, that? Well, see, the one thing one thing I like one thing I like about the, you remember I said every food item has phosphorus. Every food item has phosphorus. The advantage about sardine is the nitride that was sprayed on it is what re is what reduces uh, 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 the, the, the amount of phosphorus. 
Okay. Nitride, nitride is is a carcinogen. That is true because when you react with the amino with the amines with the amines in your in your body, that's that's when it, be, it produces nitrosamines. These are these are carcinogens. But if you know how to cook it well, you are not going to suffer the consequences. So if you take a sardine from a can and you test it, you are going to see a lot of phosphates. But after uh, sub subjecting it to intense heat for 10 minutes, you test it again, the phosphates are gone. What happened? Well, they were broken up. Okay. Wonderful. I love this. <laughs> so this um, is why this is this why this why you have to be very very careful about these scientific uh, these scientific things that is, these scientific uh, 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 publications. You have to be very very careful. You see, unless you have stepped in the foot in the laboratory and you you've done it yourself. Um, don't take what you read seriously all the time. Because always ask yourself, under what conditions did they reach this conclusion? Mm -hmm. Oh, we tested the sardine. Well, did you test the sardine that is freshly caught from the sea? Or did you test the sardine that was canned? Or you tested the sardine that was, the, 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 that was heated for 10 minutes? In stew, which sardine did you test? That is the. These are the questions that I, as a scientist, will ask another person who came up with such a report. Well, I am very grateful. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I also wanted to comment um, because of the particulates I have now um, due to uh, that you sent me in regards to kidney trauma. Um, yes. The first time I took them, I could tell a difference. So yes. um, it started to relax my kidneys, and that was something that from day one, I mean, even before I was born, um, had been impacting me. And so um, mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it definitely does a huge, I mean, it's, it's so huge, it's like night and day. So Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. Um and um also not um as far as like some of the the oils um now uh like sunflower oil and safflower oil um don't they also have a lot of the phosphorus in them yeah but you see this is why this is why i did not i did not mention all these oils i stuck to one or two and that's it mm -hmm. When you read, the, you read what you consume, you know, this is so many years of research. To come up with only one or two things, you, you know I have reasons for knocking out all the others. Right. And pe people who are so enthusiastic, people who are so emotionally attached to their foods and to their, to their delicacies and all that, accuse me of being biased. Oh well, you you left you okay. Tell me something. Why did you leave out this one? Why did you leave out that one? Why did you leave out this one? And these are good. And we'll be. I'll say you are good, good, good. But look at look at you. Your lips are dry. Your lips are dry. 
So are my lips not supposed to be dry? I say, listen, you are not healthy. It's because of things like this that your favorites are not in this book. So if you want to be healthy, I would advise you to stick to science. There's a reason that your favorites are not in this book. So don't blame me for kicking out your favorites. Well, but thank you very, very much. And um, I'm hoping that in the future we're going to have a number of chefs and restaurants out there that are going to get their hands on this wonderful cook that's coming out uh, because um, your daughter, Rosalita, she has done a fabulous job. I mean, she has, um, you know, spearheaded this and, and just done such a wonderful, wonderful job. And... Um, Oh, I, I do have another question. Um, yes. Some of the foods that are good for kidneys, um, like uh, I understand celery is, I've been using that, leaning on it, and yes, like yes, yes. cichlids mm-hmm. and, and uh, turmeric. Um, uh, so, uh, are there any other good foods that people can really eat to give themselves support if they've kind of fallen off the edge or... Um, are just realizing that they've got some kidney problems right now. Yeah, but what, what, may I know why you left leaks? Pardon? May I, may I know why you left out leaks? Um, no, I didn't know about leaks. Oh, okay, all right, okay. Celery, celery and, and leaks go together uh, for for the kidneys. They are very good. They are very very good. Yes, and and alfalfa. Okay. And is that alfalfa um, um, like? If, 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 if you can if you can get if you can get uh, organic alfalfa, that 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 would be the best. But uh, uh, I, I don't know where you can get organic alfalfa unless you go to the Amish, unless you go to the Amish uh, Amish settlement. Um, but like, can it be alfalfa tea? Uh, I will I will I will recommend uh, uh, alfalfa alfalfa tea. Yes. Uh, the one that is boiled, yes. Okay. Um, as opposed to alfalfa sprouts, um, because I noticed that I was real sensitive to alfalfa sprouts. No, no, the sprout, no, no you see, uh, the, the sprout the sprout is too concentrated. Uh, the nutrients in sprouts are too concentrated, just like just like uh, the, the venom of the baby snake is, is more powerful than the venom of an adult snake. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, the sprout. Every sprout, every sprout is so concentrated in in uh, in the nutrients and uh, the, the the amount of the, the amount of nutrients is overwhelming. So I would recommend that you get the regular sprout, the the, the, the regular alfalfa, than the alfalfa sprout. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, parsley. Can we boil parsley? I know there's the parsley drink, which is a real committed process. Um, but can we also like boil parsley? Um, just like you put it in like a stew or um, that type of thing. Yes, but uh, parsley parsley is best is, is the, the therapeutic value of parsley is mostly as as a tea as a beverage. Now, okay. if you are if you are going to you see if you are going to add parsley now to food, then you are going to now you are going to. Uh, uh, bring about an interaction between um, the minerals and the amino acids from from the parsley with the minerals 
amino acids and vitamins in the other foods that are also in the food. This is going to diminish the therapeutic value of, of parsley. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so very much. I won't take up any more of your time because I know there's a lot of folks that have real important questions, and I certainly appreciate all you've done, and thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Amelia. Thank you very much. Thank you for your questions. This is a dream come true. Thank you, Amelia. Thank you. Peace. All right, I gotta pay some bills real. I gotta pay some bills around here real quick. I got a, I got a couple of announcements. I got some more callers. We all coming back up. But you know, Coach Kyrie, he keep a little something up his sleeve. So everybody, just tune in for a second. Zoom in while we had a little champagne to your campaign. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to feast on a cookbook like no other. Delicious cooking, symptometry style, features over 170 full color pages with easy. Mouth-watering recipes you can use for drinks, meals, breakfast, and even dessert. Whether you're a meat eater or a vegetarian, this cookbook will have plenty of recipes for you. Bonuses include Symptometry's Therapeutic Ginger Recipe to fight inflammation and improve circulation, the Power Pack Punch to help you eliminate the root cause of pain, and Symptometry's Enzyme Chart so that you, too, can get creative with your meals and enjoy delicious foods while boosting your body's defense system. You'll want to get your copy of Delicious Cooking and take advantage of the generous book packages available at symptometrybooks.com. You can learn more about your options for optimal health by taking advantage of the free downloads on the company site or calling us directly at 708-691-4977. Symptometry, S-Y-M-P. T-O-M-E-T-R-Y. com. That's right. Get on over there and get the cookbook. You hear everybody talking about it. Don't hesitate. Participate. Symptometrybooks.com. It is where you can find your cookbook, all your health packages, everything that you're looking for for your ideal stocking stuffers is right there. Please don't hesitate. Participate. Also, uh, as some of you know, um, Friday is the end of the Mayan calendar. But there'll be an after party Saturday and Sunday, okay? It's not the end of the world. But down here in Atlanta, Georgia, in recognition of the end of the Mayan calendar, there's a continuous healing circle event on Friday the 21st and Saturday the 22nd in Marietta, Georgia. The Keys to a Better Chance is hosting a weekend of intuitive readings, Reiki sessions, and workshops. Mystic and intuitive Charlotte Slaughter will be featured at this event and she has over 25 years' experience in communicating with the angels and ascended masters. Her vibrant personality and wealth of experience ensure an accurate and heartfelt reading. For more details, directions, and times, please go to www.keys2abc.com. Keys to a better chance. Um, this is uh, my sister sent me this announcement. 
And I just wanted to put this out for the Atlanta uh, audience that we have that's listening into the show who may be looking for something to participate in on a nurturing on a, on a nurturing perspective. You know, not some old far out waiting on extraterrestrials to come down and pick you up and all, or blow the world up. You know, these are this is a healing circle. And I think that it's very important that we become more involved with our Qigongs, our Reikis, our Kung Jings, our Tantric energy work to start forming and participating and attending as many healing circles as we can. So once again, for more information on the Continuous Healing Circle event on this Friday and Saturday, please go to www.keys, the number 2, A-B-C, Dot com. All right. Let me give myself a little shout out here. All right, let's get back to the callers. Next caller we have is from the 347-447. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Caller from the 347-447. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can now. Yes, you? yes. Hello. Okay, yes. Mike, um, thank you very much for doing this, by the way. And I am, my name is Matt, and I'm calling from Brooklyn. And my question is, can you guys hear me? Yes, I can hear you, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, but if you have us on speakerphone, we'd like for you to just take it off the speakerphone so we can, so the recording can be a little clearer. Okay, can you guys give me now? Yeah. Uh, so my question is, because um, I, I, there was a, a person I called before and met, and asked something about hair loss and everything, and I wanted to to know like if you could maybe share with us some of the foods that maybe we can eat to help, you know, improve the health of the hair. Oh no, you see. I'm sorry? If 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 I were, you know, um, the foods that are rich in amino acids are also good for the hair. But you see, here is the problem: you can eat the right foods that are rich in amino acids, mm-hmm. uh, where you where cysteine, methionine, and all that. Fine. Uh, even sulfur, you know. I mean, every, every food item has sulfur. But the problem is that if you have blockages inside your skull, uh, where are these amino acids going? They are not going anywhere. So the best thing is always to remove the blockages so that you eat the right foods. And honestly, since most foods have sulfur, since all the foods have amino acids, all you have to do is just concentrate on removing the blockages inside your skull so that your hair stops thinning, so that your your hair shaft stops breaking. Mm -hmm. So I would not say that, listen, go to this nutrition store, buy these supplements, go to this uh, market, buy these foods, and then you you, you are going to restore your hair loss. You know, I, I am not good at lying. I cannot say it. I better tell you the truth so that you find the best way to ionize the blockages that are inside your skull 
and then you can eat the right foods, and then you get you get your hair back. Okay. Um, I have one more question. And one, please, another thing. I remember earlier I mentioned shampoo. Yes. The, the kind of shampoo, yes, the shampoo, the kind of shampoo you use, contributes to hair loss very fast. Right now I'm not using any shampoos. I'm I'm sticking to. I'm like mostly with um, water. I try because I don't have dry. Skin. Good, like good, dry. good, good. You are coming along. You are coming along. Good, 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 good. Now you are sticking with water. Okay, good. What kind of soap do you wash your hair with? Sometimes I use a self and blue because you know I'm really trying to not really strip too much of the hair because I know the self and blue is supposed to help you have sensitive scalp. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I go with that sometimes, and other times I just rinse it off with warm water. Good, good, good. That's what I do also. I rinse, I just rinse my hair. That's it. That that's good. That's good. Now, but I know, you know, yes, I know that you know the water here in Brooklyn where I live is you know it's chlorinated. Oh you know, no! So I, I know, I know. It's a problem. So I I was um doing a little research on um pH balance of the hair. And I wanted to know if that actually has an impact on, you know, the, the health of the hair. And if, if so, what are some of the yeah. things that we can do to help keep that? But, but you see, this is the United, the United States of America. Where you live and the kind of water that, that, that you have also determines the, the quality of your health. You know, I was treating a person who had been coughing and coughing and coughing and coughing, and this coughing has been going on for years. Mm-hmm. So... I ask the person what kind of water he or she drinks. Uh, you know, and uh, I say, I say, well, uh, if if you want to be if you want to be healthy, I will I will I will recommend very strongly that either you buy this particular kind of water, or you find another job in in the in a different part of the United States and you move from this city. That that's the only advice I can give you. Because I cannot give you particulars to do this, and then you go back and drink the same water again. No! Understood. Makes sense. It's a little hard over here. Yes, I understand. I understand. You see, so, but uh, until you get a job somewhere else, in Colorado or somewhere where the water, where they, or in certain parts of, uh, of Texas, where they drink uh, uh, aqua for water, or uh, Chicago, where the water is very good, uh, from the, from Lake Michigan, uh, you know, you have to do what you have to do. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to send the importance of water, not only just you know for hair, for the whole entire body, but the whole entire body. And um, I'm still doing a little research, whatever I can. Um, you know, and the reason why I asked you about the certain foods that I can eat to help improve, you know, the health of the hair is because sometimes I think certain foods can help worsen the condition. And so I wanted to know maybe some of the things that I could maybe avoid to work to, you know, not worsen the condition. Yeah, but you see, I, I understand that. But still, you are talking to a root cause therapist, a, a, a person who practices root cause therapies. I go to the root of the problem. You see, right. always remove the blockages first. And then, when you nourish yourself, your hair will be glowing and shining again. But if you don't remove the blockages, believe me, your hair will be dull 
dry and lackluster. So how do we go about doing that? Should I do, um, can I maybe call and have a contact, call somebody, follow up on that maybe? The best thing, do, do as everyone does. You call, and then you have your consultation, which is free, and then we'll tell you what to do. And then after ionizing the blockages, then you know exactly uh, what kind. You'll be told the kind of the kind of foods uh, to, to eat. You know, I'll be saying that many this America. Many people are in business. So if I tell you now, okay. <laughs> yes, that makes perfect sense. Listen, I totally understand. I totally understand. It makes perfect sense. And you know, and I'm listening to you. You make sense. That makes sense. I've been told this over and over. It makes sense to remove the blockages. And then you start working at um, improving the health. The yeah. Overall body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> how, how old are you? I'm 26. You are 46? 26 years old, yes. 26? Yeah, I mean, you have a whole world ahead of you. It's time for you for your hair. It's time for your hair to be shiny. And you, wherever you go, you have to turn a few heads. That's how it's supposed to be. I yeah, I mean, I'm not uh, too much concerned about length. I just want healthy hair. And, you know, it goes with the body. If the body is healthy, then I believe the hair and everything else in the body should also be healthy. But, but so, tell me something. Tell me something. After removing the blockages, you have a shiny hair. Wouldn't that boost your self-esteem, yes or no? As a woman, yes, definitely. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm a woman, too, but, you know, as a woman, it really does help. You don't want to... Exactly, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, so, yes, thank you very much for answering. Yeah, welcome, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, next caller from the 607-738. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? 607-738. Your mic is wide open. Welcome to the show. Peace. This is Courtney calling from upstate New York. Hello, Courtney. Hello. Yes. Good evening to everyone. Um, Hello, Dr. Nardi, I have a question um, about homeopathic no-sodes. So I guess first if you could explain to all of us what a no-sode is, and then I'll ask the second part of the question. (laughs) Well, um, you know that I don't like to discuss technicalities where people are not very conversant with that, but let me see if I can break it down further, further, and further and make things very simple. Um, A nozode was based, uh, first of all, a nozode is a homeopathic uh, particulate or remedy, as they call it at the time, that is made from sickness, a sick, a, a diseased tissue. Um, the theory was that if a person has gonorrhea, um, it is believed that if you made a particulate that is made from a gonorrhea uh, a, a tissue that was affected by gonorrhea, this particulate will be able to cure all the ailments associated with gonorrhea. If 
if, if a particular was made from uh, syphilis, it would do the same thing too. So a nozode is a particulate that is made from diseased tissue. That is a nozode. So okay. what is um, your next question? Well, my, um, for those of us who are, you know, in the process of transitioning over to symptometry, you know, getting our family's kit all stocked, um, should we still be using nosodes? Like if we've had success, I, the pertussis one is one I've always had good success with because our whole community always gets pertussis. All We don't personally ever get it, but our community, it's rampant around, and it seems to get worse every year. And I was just wondering if that's something we should still be using. I, when, you see, to tell you the truth, I don't use nozodes. The reason I don't use nozodes is what I studied is 10 times deeper than what I was taught when I was studying homeopathy. Many people have different layers of health disruptors in their body. Many people were, were stung by bees. Many people were stung by, were bitten by snakes, by dogs, and so on and so forth. Therefore, if you are going to use a nozzle that does not match the sum total of the health disruptors in that person, you will be treating the symptom and not the root cause of the symptom. So nozzles may work up to a point. Mm -hmm. Even Dr. Hahnemann himself, many of his treatments were failing because he failed to reach the, the root of the problem. So this is why I don't, I don't, but this is why I don't, I don't prescribe nozzles. I want to know where the person has been the kind of foods the person has been eating. Now, you are talking about nozzles, and the person has been cooking in aluminum pans and drinking, drinking from aluminum, uh, uh, drinking from aluminum cans and all that. Okay, and the person has been microwaving uh, everything in plastic. Uh, what, what are the nozzles going to do to a tumor that is as hard as a rock? Not much. <laughs> so, Not much. and a nozzle is good up to a point. But mm -hmm. if you realize that the treatment is failing, be like a symptometrist. Don't be like a, a diehard homeopath. Uh, this was what I was taught. It is supposed to work. It is supposed to work. What if it does not work? Well, I guess we are different with all kinds of layers of layers of health disruptors in us, in addition to our genetic susceptibilities and our genetic vulnerabilities, in addition to that. Okay? Okay. Um, and I just wanted to um, to share with everybody that um, that we do have a, like a Facebook group for learning with symptometry. If um, anybody is in the camp, that I'm in, the polar opposite of Kair, like not a chance of getting out to build with each other in person. <laughs> that, uh, that, that, uh, yeah, we can link up on, um, on Facebook and uh, it's an open group. So I think you have to ask to join, but then 
you can just join the conversation and you know we're in there <laughs> it's not real lively now but i've never brought it up so looking to get some more life in there and um and i just wanted to to say at uh, coach kair uh cherokee brought up something that um got me thinking that you need to do like eft sessions for vegans uh you know transitioning to symptometry no i'm not i'm not playing i'm serious because um like i ate you know i ate vegan for 17 years and um and now now my focus is like the good in vegan liberty cuz you know within that group it's like we have individuals who are used to the discipline of scrutinizing what they consume good you know so it's like it can be a real easy transition with nurturing you know if they're taught about symptometry and then apply that same energy and passion that they always did for vegan food to scientific eating and symptometry, you know, that would be like a, a force of people to be reckoned with. It would really, uh, I mean, I know that's just, I can bear witness to that in myself. So I just wanted to put that out there. Don't give up on the vegans. And if you're a vegan, become a vegan heretic. <laughs> and like, look for the good and jump over, you know, to scientific eating because it's amazing. That change. So, well, I too have many questions, but I'll get off the line. So, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Courtney. All right, peace. Uh, there's always come a time in the show where I have to make a comment and separate myself from Dr. Nardi to let people know that what I'm getting ready to say, this is not, this is the views of Coach Kyrie. In original native radio, these are not the views of symptometrists. I I, I I I say what I say. This is my show, but I always precursor it that these are not symptometry opinions. These are my personal opinions from my personal um, studies and interactions with um, people. And this is a this is a, a, a FYI to you vegetarians who hate. H-A-T-E. Y'all need to stop hating because if you have hate in your heart, then you're not well. Let me say this again. You can't be well and hate something, all right? And a lot of a lot of vegetarians, not all of them, but some of them just blame meat for everything. The meat is the worst, worst, oh, I stopped eating meat and the meat forced me to do this and the meat forced me to do that. Stop lying. The meat didn't force you to do nothing. You didn't know how to cook scientifically. You don't. You didn't know how. And, and, and the person that, the person who taught you and introduced you to being a vegetarian did not know, or you learned from a book. And a book can't give you feedback. A book cannot give you feedback. So sit there and say the meat did something to you and made the meat the devil. Just like we said. Don't blame the parasites. God made them. Don't blame the microbes. God made them. So if you hate meat, God made meat. So just cut it out and just say, I like being a vegetarian. That's all you got to say. Just say, I like being a vegetarian. Don't say the meat is nasty and damn the meat and curse the cow, da-da-da-da-da-da. And you've never had bison. You've never had lamb. You still cooking with olive oil. You using butter on all your stuff. You eating raw. <laughs> Don't start it, okay? So, 
and and this is definitely not aimed at Courtney because Courtney is in that in that class of the what she say the vegan heretic who has come to their senses. But I understand what she's saying. The one thing I'm be tapping out EFT is all the hate they got. So why do, why are you carrying around a hate for meat or carrying around a hate for anything? But I know it comes from your early childhood. Trust me, I ain't gonna call you out. But it comes from some early childhood mental issues, and we can get that straight though. And I know you may say, "Well, I ain't gonna, coach, I ain't gonna deal with you because you're talking about my early childhood." Well, I'm not calling your name out and saying what it was because everybody got their own individual circumstances that surround it. But in my study, seven times out of ten, a lot of people carry around a lot of hate in their heart due to their lack of nurturing in their childhood and something that went down that really made them just want to pick something out that they could beat up on that's like an inanimate object. And it's called venting, V-E-N-T-I-N-G. Venting is not healthy. Even if you were some optometrist, don't whine and complain. Don't hate if you were, if you say if you say optometrist. If you want to start eating scientifically, then you got to learn to get your emotions under wraps. All right. And that's my public service announcement. That's Coach Kyrie's announcement. Now, Dr. Nardi didn't say that. Dr. Abby didn't say that. Nobody on the optometry staff feels that way. That's my own personal feeling. Now, okay. Did I cover that up good, Dr. Nardi? Sure. Well, <laughs> um, uh, you uh, are stick to the point, and then you express your opinion, and I support exactly what uh, what what you just said. That's good. <laughs> All right, we got fifteen. We got fifteen minutes. And I got three more callers. Caller from the nine one six nine one nine. Microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you calling from, please? Good evening. My name is Tierra. Calling from Sacramento. How are you guys doing? Oh, fine, fine, fine. Good, good. Um, I am calling because I do have a few concerns concerning my son. He's seven and a half years old, and um, right now, just recently, I took him in to get an X-ray um, because it was had been at least like two weeks since he had a BM. And um, just to go a little bit deeper, we went from being like vegan, and then over the summer, I started letting him eat um, more meat. And so um, then in September, September is when he started complaining about certain symptoms, which I really didn't um, pay too much attention to. He just told me that he didn't feel good or um, he needed to go to the bathroom more frequently or he wanted to uh, puke. Um, I thought it was maybe, like, something he was eating at school or something. I wasn't sure. Um, so then um, I talked to an herbalist, took him to the doctors. They gave him polyethylene glycol. Um, so then I started, you know, cooking with a uh, castor oil, giving him that, giving him a little bit of tea, certain things that I tried. Um, so for my last result, I took him back in to the ER on Sunday evening um, because there was no movement still. Um, so that was two weeks in between that time. And so then my last result was to give him an enema. And so the enema was like with the coffee um, and garlic. Um, and so I tried that, and we just actually did that yesterday, and it went pretty well. And so... Um, I guess what I need to know is what would be your suggestions on that because I'm actually kind of shaking about what I need to give him or to start him off with 
Um, right now I'm just keeping it, um, you know, with uh, maybe some um, wheat grain cereals without milk and letting him munch on those and then just yogurt for right now and some tofu. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I see you all over the map. I see all you go all over the map. All over the map. Uh oh. Um, let me ask you a question, please, okay? Uh-huh. How old was your son when he stopped bed wetting? Um he never really had an issue with that. Um, the only time he had an issue with that is if he stayed the night at um, someone's house. Mm-hmm. So um, he has started back bid wedding this summer, actually. That's when it was the worst. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's not he's not suffering from any twisted, uh, have you ever had something done clinically to see uh, whether the, the the ascending colon, the transverse colon, and the descending colon, they are well, uh, or they are properly structured, they are, they are in the right position. Have you ever had something like this done clinically? Um, no, the most I've had done actually was just having a... Um, a health practitioner come in and kind of just massage his belly. Um, and just to give you a few of his symptoms, the uh, worst symptom he had was um, he fell in the hallway and um, he was holding on to his groin area and said he had a pain there. Mm-hmm. Um, nausea, lethargic, um, eyes burning. Um, he had phases of um, not having, he had very low energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, eating small, frequent meals. Okay. Has he ever complained of difficulty swallowing? Of swallowing? Yes. Um, what he had ever told me was that he felt like he needed, he just needed to puke all the time or it would be like near his throat, his food would just kind of like stay there. Good. I know because as you were talking, I wrote down the root cause of his chronic constipation. I wrote it down here. And all I needed from you is confirmatory symptoms. And you just gave it to me. Your son is suffering from semi-paralysis of the colons. Wow. No, no, semi-paralysis. S E M I paralysis, semi paralysis of the colons. There is no, there is no wave-like movement because the nerves in his colons are almost dead, if not paralyzed. Oh no! And this happens. That's why. That's why. You see. That's why I ask you. You see. Don't forget that the GI tract starts up. And then ends down, and the same. That's why he has a problem swallowing sometimes, as if food is stuck, as if food is taking a long time to go down. Your son has had a GI problem for years. He's only seven and a half years old, and I can go back 
to your pregnancy. I can go back to pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I can ask you questions during your delivery, during when, when you are in the delivery room. Tell me about your delivery room. Tell me. Um, well, I can tell you I was sick the whole time I was pregnant, actually. I had two cysts in my ovaries right next to him. So I was on bed rest most of the time. However, right after he was born, I was very sickly, and I had to get my gallbladder removed, and I did breastfeed him. I don't, I don't know whether you you listen. Uh, I don't know whether you 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 were in in the you were in the house at the right at the very beginning of this show when I said the nerves form the foundation of the human body. Were you in? Were you in the house by that time? Um, no, I, I didn't. I wasn't on. Okay, all right. You had nerve problems. Since day one, when you were pregnant, you had nerve problems. And instead of well, you didn't know you didn't know about symptometry then. But the good news is, it's never too late. Okay. That's the good news. You had nerve problems during pregnancy, and you pass all these nerve problems to your son. I am not saying it so that now your husband will start blaming you. Aha, uh-huh, you are the reason that my son is... No, 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 no. I'm not bringing any trouble in your family. What I'm saying is, this problem started a long time ago, and we can reverse it. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's why I said... That's why I was laughing when, oh, I gave you some animal, and now it's a much relieved, and this and that. Then two weeks from now, another animal, and all that. No, 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 no. You are beating about the bush. Go to the root cause of the problem. That your son is not having peristalsis. Peristalsis. The wave-like movement of the colons. No wave-like movement because there is no electricity in his colon. Nothing. So we are, we'll fix it, okay? Okay, that sounds good. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thank you, Sacramento. All right, I got an announcement. We need two more people to like the symptometry page to get 500. We need, remember, remember Dr. Nardo, we started off with nine people on that page back in March. <laughs> nine. We need two more to get to 500. So if you have not been to the symptometry page, originator calls, uh, uh, just type in symptometry, go to the page, you're going to see it's 498. We need two more people to like that page to go over 500. Help us out. I got two more callers on the line. I got four more callers, but I got two more that haven't been heard, so we're going to try to get them in quick. So Dr. Nardi, you're going to have to get these short answers right here. Okay, all right. Okay, good. All right. Please make the question short. Call from the 215-868. Your mic is wide open. What's your name and where are you calling from? Call from the 215-868. Hello? Yes. Yeah, this site is again. Okay, hold on. Yeah, I, hold on. I got to get to somebody who hasn't had their question asked first. Hold on. Okay. Call from the 612-219. Name and where you calling from, please. Okay, it's me, Yema, from Minneapolis. Hi. Hey, Yema, how are you? 
like, just waiting this long. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I haven't called in um, months. Okay, good evening. I'll ask my question quickly. Good. Dr. Nadi, we spoke the other day, but, of course, I had a question to ask you. I remember when you got off the phone. But it is about the greens. Um, you have about three or four recommended um, types of greens on the 45 foods. Mm-hmm. Um, for me in particular, you recommended turnip greens. Mm-hmm. Um, where I live at the co-op, they only have turnip greens available for like two months in the summer, but they mostly have um, mustard greens and dandelion um, whole foods. It's like the only one up here that carries the dandelion greens from wherever they exported from or imported from. So, I, I would recommend I, w- I would recommend mustard right away without without with second thought. Mustard. Is it fairly comparable to the turnips, or or do you feel like the turnip greens is the best? But if you can't get the uh, green, turnip green, turnip green is the best. Turnip greens that that's that's why it's it's it's, it's, it's very difficult to, to, to it's very difficult to get, and uh, you know it's very difficult to get, and uh, it's not as popular as color green. You see, and um, if you, if you don't get uh, turnip green, get mustard. You got mustard is second, color third. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Do that. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's it for me tonight. Okay. Thank, thank you all you, for a you. great. I don't know how many months. Kaya, uh, how many months? Like eight months, nine months of the show. It's been so awesome. I've listened to every single episode. I'm I'm a com- converted into Centometry's world, so I'm looking forward to next year. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate all of you. Right. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. Peace. Dr. Nardi, I'm going to go with the last question. Um, What if you have a child who has a terminal condition who is taking the particulates and the child says, I I refuse to take the particulates anymore? Or, yeah, what what, what do you do then? I say, no, no, there is, there is, uh, Dr. Abbott, you want to come in or? No, go ahead, sir. Okay. okay. Um, you know, no, if if the child does not want to take the particulars, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. What would you suggest to the parent as far as, you know, um, the... Well, this, 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 is a, this is a very difficult situation when a parent sees a beloved child's life slipping away like this. It's very difficult. But honestly, if the child does not want to to take the medication either medication if they want if the child does not want to 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 take the treatment honestly that is the end of the road. It is sad to say it, but you know we cannot go against another a person's will no way no no wow well uh I'm going to um for me, I think that um, we got to really show that that child 